ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Spanish announce table episode sixteen. Sweet sixteen. I'm excited about this episode. Let me turn my microphone up a little bit there. Episode 16, we have a, another interview. You know, I don't mean to brag, but damn, we are hitting home runs every time with these interviews. I like these interviews, too, and they're, they're, I, they're it's unique. Each one's been unique. Yeah, I mean, as far as content and quality i would say dolph ziggler's probably our most generic hey Dolph, sure, here's yeah. our first five questions that we do with everyone or our five questions that we do with everyone here they are okay but you learned something right i felt like we learned about dolph ziggler yeah no i do i think um that. but man uh you know the martin thomas ones one of my favorite uh justin appleberry another yeah. one that i really like with with each one i'm pleasantly surprised of uh, something new I learned. Yeah, and just my expectations going in are never, I'm never like, oh, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, this is going to be cool. But I kind of think I know what we're going to get into and, and we're going to talk. And, and I'm always surprised. Yeah, I always think uh, at, at like the five to ten minute mark, somewhere in there, like, God, this is great. And I'm always thinking, Christ, we can go for an hour yeah. or two just on this interview. And the reason why we were saying this is because tonight on the show, we have Rob Schamberger who, if you don't know who it is, Google it right now. Open a new window uh, on your web browser. Yes. Go to robshamberger.com. S-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-G-E-R, I believe. Yeah, and Rob is traditional, R-O-B. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, R-A-H-B, Rob. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but check out his website, and you will know what we're talking about. He's an artist. Uh, WWE has a nickname for him. That should tell you right there mm-hmm. how good of quality he is putting Stay out. Stay tuned later in the show to find out what that nickname is. Exactly. Uh, and this yeah, he's guy... He's been on WWE.com. Yeah. Uh, known by wrestlers and worldwide. Not, and not for taking a bump or not for a gimmick, for his great artistic work. His stories are great. Stick around. That's going to be later in the second hour. And, of course, we do Cinco Preguntas. And that was really good. Yes. And it's original, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Because he's an artist. So when we ask biggest influence, typically, you know, with wrestlers, you get Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. He gives us an interesting one. Yeah. But you know what we do first? We do them headlines. We do the news. That was loud. <laughs> Orlando Arby's. Da, 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 da. Oh no, that's McDonald's. I'm uh-huh. loving it. I'm still loving it. Orlando Arby's. WWE NXT Diva Dev Taylor posted uh, a tweet to Mickey James, prompting the response Lovely to meet you too, sweetie, at Devin Taylor WWE. And all I can say is that at WWE Performance Center blew me away. 
You guys and gals got it made. Amazing. So Mickey James was at the WWE Performance Center. Very interesting. You know, we could see her back because she is a free agent. Yes. Uh, one thing, though, that I've noticed with the Performance Center, uh, especially with the Divas, I think it was two weeks ago, Eve Torres. Yeah. Uh, did a self-defense class. You know, she kind of moved ah. away. She moved away from the pro wrestling. Right. And uh, she's with Henner Gracie. Henner Gracie's uh, a disciple or a family blood r- relative of the Gracie family, you know, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's her new passion. And uh, she went into the Performance Center and did a self-defense class with all the divas. Except for the Bellas. Except for the Bellas. I noticed that. Yeah, it's not a guarantee just because somebody's there that they're going to be around. But but that means there's a good working relationship that they're going to allow her to be around. Right, yeah. She's not banned and looked down upon. Right. So, you know, hopefully, I always, you know, my favorite diva of all time is Crazy Mickey James. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I Crazy Mickey James followed by heel Trish Stratus yeah. is the best for women's... And now AJ. AJ. I really like AJ right yes. now. But those two are what I think of as far as great quality women's professional wrestling. Wrestling and just all that encompasses a professional wrestler. The storylines, mm-hmm. the promos, yep. the feuds, yeah. the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yes, I and even that. even this uh, this Mickey James that's doing the I'm doing country music. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I'm so oh, popular. I know. I was that's loving very good it. too. Yeah, very good. It was great, and mm-hmm. she was looking hot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Follow the buzzards to the history books. Why? Luke Harper became the first man in 2013 to wrestle on WWE Raw, WWE SmackDown, WWE Main Event, and WWE NXT. In the same week. Wow. Harper lost to CM Punk on Raw, lost to Daniel Bryan by disqualification on SmackDown, teamed with Eric Rowan and defeated the primetime players on main event. Millions of dollars. And defeated Cassius Ono on this week's edition of WWE NXT. More to follow on Cassius Ono, by the way. But uh, Harper putting in work. Good for him. You know, paying those dues. Obviously, that shows, at least in my eyes, that they trust him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because... Eventually, this this storyline will end. Sure, and he's and gonna have to have something to do. He's gonna have to have something to do, and he's gonna have to show that he can work. And he's working with really good guys: CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Those aren't pushovers, you know. Certainly not. So uh, uh, even it, primetime players. Primetime players are really, Absolutely. yeah, really established tag team. Uh, so good for him. I like that. That's yeah. a great stat. Only only good things coming for him. Hopefully, yeah, I think yeah. Just Absolutely. don't screw it up. Well. Oh, no. This place needs a hero. Good headline. Huh? Good headline. You like that? I do. I'm on, I made that up just on the spot like five minutes ago. I like that. God damn, I'm a genius. Ah, calm down. <laughs> calm down. But that was Wait. good. This just then, I'm a genius. Uh, don't. If look. people can see the shit-eating grin You're on right. my face Yeah, that's right now. true. Yeah. What's but, going on on this game over here? Anyway, I'm a little preoccupied right. watching a basketball game, but i got to focus on this for the fans. Yes. Oh, no. This place needs a hero. Tell me what that's about. WWE has cut ties with developmental wrestler Cassius Ono, real name Chris Spradlin, otherwise known as Chris Hero on the independent wrestling scene NROH. Interesting move. Because I felt like the reason he got signed was because he was known for that great set of matches he had with CM Punk 
Mm-hmm. As far as for the WWE fan, because if you're a WWE fan and you're not a fan of independent wrestling, which I feel Ring of Honor is considered, yeah, you would watch the CM Punk DVD, go, wow, he had a great match with that guy. Why isn't that guy signed? And then let's just say you're a hardcore WWE fan. You hear that he got signed. You would think, oh, it's because CM Punk. Right. And that's kind of what I thought of. I knew who he was at Ring of Honor, but I'm sure. saying as far as for the WWE, I thought that's what they were building to. You know, he comes in as a Heyman guy or something like that. Yes. A lot and, of people thought that was going to be like uh, uh, at the, I think the Hell in a Cell or, or mm-hmm. before that there was going to be a new Heyman guy. And, and a lot of people thought Chris Hero. Right. Like, yeah. And I still think it could have been. It could have been. It should have been, mm-hmm. you know. I, well, PWInsider.com reported in July that Spradlin had issues with management over his weight and his physique. Okay, his physique, easy fix. Easy fix. Yeah, but he's not doing it. No, no, no. Oh. I'm not even saying, like, all right, let's get him on the WWE diet, as we know what that means. Yeah. Uh, Just dress him up like a member of the Shield. Yeah. Put a shirt on it's him. true. Yeah, put, put a, a shirt on him. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy fix to me because I still think he can work. Yeah, and think about this. But they're trying I mean, to move know, away from that. I know that. you're not. I know you're not. You know, I am by no means comparing him to mankind mm-hmm. and Mick Foley, but that guy's physique. I'm by no means, you know, comparing him to, uh, you know, some of your bigger wrestlers like that mm-hmm. because you know we hadn't seen him in the WWE umbrella. But there's been guys with some bad physiques. That ex- big boss man was one of their favorite guys to use, and he was a fat guy. You know what I mean? Like, well, who I always think of with a not a great physique his entire career, uh, Ric Flair. Yeah. He's had man tits his entire yeah. career as far as being on TV. Yeah. He was never, you know, in shape and jacked. Yeah. So. I got to think maybe there's more to it. Maybe they, maybe the way he reacted to them telling him to That's what I'm something. thinking it is. Yeah. It's more of, hey, Cassius, uh, we need you to lose weight. Man, fuck you. Yeah. Oh. What? You want to get that attitude? Okay. What if he said, man, fuck y'all. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you get that attitude, and then it's, okay, well, screw you, then I'm not uh, I'm not going to help mm. your push. Yeah, and he's already taken... Uh, and he was in NXT, what feels like, forever. Time. I mean, he was in there... I really thought... I mean, if you're going to put Cesaro in a tag team like they have now, I thought, why not Kings of Wrestling, man? Yeah. It made sense. <laughs> if somebody brought up that, they'd have to name it the Monarchs of Sports Entertainment. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Well, take those guys for an example. Uh, Cesaro kind of didn't have the greatest body yeah. going into WWE now. Got on that WWE diet. Looks mm. like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. So you can sell out yeah. and do it, or mm. you can do the Cassius Ono, fight it, and now you're fired. Yeah, fight it and fired. Oh, well, I wish him the best of luck, man. He's got promise, but mm-hmm. you know, I'd say go to TNA. TNA. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Separate but equal. Now, come on. We're past that. What are you talking about? The Wrestling Observer reports that now that John Cena and Randy Orton are both world and WWE champions, respectively, the plan is to portray both belts as equal once again. The world heavyweight title will be shown as being on the same level as the WWE title until at least Elimination Chamber, which isn't that far away. But So, uh... Uh, good move. <laughs> the problem with that is, I, I understand like it's an easy booking tool. You now you've got two championship matches you can put on any pay per view. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that's been lackluster. Now if you're going to focus on it more and put one of your top guys in there, great. But now what you're doing is 
you're muddying the water. Now I feel like there's a disputed champion. Like we knew whoever was the WWE champion was the champion of the company. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. So now why do we have two champions in a company where there's one? I mean, there is no brand split anymore. That is the that was what I was gonna say. When there was a brand split, I thought it was cool because it made each show unique. Right. That doesn't happen anymore. Absolutely not. not Here's my other problem with that. And I, I said this. I think I said it on air. Maybe I said it off air to you. But Cena's only gimmick is I fight for the belt. Yeah. And now that he's not the main event because of this whole authority thing, he has to be second tier, really. Yeah. Let's be mm-hmm. honest, as far as storylines, he's second tier. Right. He can't do anything really original. The last the last original storyline that he had in the WWE that didn't portray a belt was with Dolph Ziggler and the AJ. Mm, you know, yeah, when AJ yeah, turned. True, you yeah. know, uh-huh, yeah. And no, that I only remember. lasted a month. He can't do anything without the champ is here or I want the belt. And I almost got really pissed. And that's why I don't like it. That's all I'll say. Because I feel like, to the listener, I might be becoming a whiny bitch when it comes to this John Cena thing. But yeah. I just... Uh, hold that thought because we have an email regarding that later. Yes, good. I will hold that thought. Yeah. But, you know, it's just... Okay, hey, Cena, you're wrestling for the belt. Again. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many times can we see Cena wrestle for a belt? You know, belt? Hogan, like... Hogan was always in the main event storyline, but he had unique storylines. Sergeant Slaughter, Iran versus USA. Macho Man, best friend turns on him. Ultimate Warrior, two top yeah. baby faces. There's nothing. You, it's always the it's same. The it's, same it's, it's, it's plug and play. Same it's damn Cena's going to be the champion. Somebody's going to battle for it. Who is it this time? It's a yeah. merry-go-round. Anyway, we'll just move on. I don't even have a headline for this one. I'm going to call it Hall of Fame. <laughs> Fair enough. The National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum, you know, the real wrestling Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. aside from the WWE one, you know, this one's at, what is it, in Iowa? Uh, uh, Waterloo. Waterloo, right. Uh, has finalized the class of 2014 for the George Trago slash Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Let me hear it. This will be the 16th class inducted into this Hall of Fame. The George Trago slash Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame weekend will take place July 18th through 19th in Waterloo, Iowa. Now, you want to hear the three R? Yes. Wilbur Snyder. I don't know, recognize the name. I don't either. Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner. Together or separate? Because Rick Steiner doesn't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it's and, together. And Scott Steiner um, is too crazy chosen, to be by himself. These were chosen by the selection committee. Uh, criteria for induction into the... Uh, George Tragos Luthres Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. That's a long name. They need to change mm-hmm. that. Uh, include substantial impact on professional wrestling, general respect within the profession, and a strong amateur wrestling background. Oh, they fit it to a T then. The selection committee includes all living Hall of Fame members as well as a select group of wrestling historians. A special committee also selects four award winners to enter the Hall of Fame. This year's award winners will include Larry the Axe Henning for the Luthes Award, Diamond Dallas Page for the Frank Gotch Award, Randy Couture for the George Tragos Award, and yeah. Larry Matisic, Matisic, M-A-T-Y-S-I-X, for the Jim Melby Award. Hmm. It says, uh, Jerry Briscoe says, this Hall of Fame represents the highest standard in professional wrestling. He's a member of the Tragos Thes Hall of Fame and head of the Special Selection Committee. He says, this is a special weekend that continues to grow every year. I am proud of this induction class. Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner wrestled at the University of Michigan during the 1980s, and it kind of gives more information on them. Let's see if we can find out some more about these other 
Yeah. Uh, Steiner Brothers, one of the best tag teams of all time. You know, uh, I have said this story before, but growing up, me and my stepbrother wanted to be the Steiner Brothers. Oh, yeah. I have a picture. Steiner Brothers were amazing. Yeah, I have a picture of me and my brother posing in the same uh, pose that the Steiner Brothers did, and I put it side to side. Uh, it's on my Instagram if you'd like to check it out. You know what I think? Titan T Mac. You know what I think I might do? I'm doing this uh, no shave November thing. Right. Yeah. When mm-hmm. this beard gets full in and I finally do shave it off, I might do the goatee and do the uh, Scott Steiner strip. I like that. And, and just, mm-hmm. just to. Just to screw just with just people? See, just to. Yeah. Just fuck with my wife, right, for yeah. one. Like, not tell her I'm doing it, and she comes home, and I'm like, what's up, sexy? And you're like, what? Uh, I'll be like, holler if you hear me. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't start that first. Big Papa pumps your hook up. Yeah. Okay, they wrestled at the University of Michigan during the 1980s. Robert was a letter winner for the Wolverines in 81, 83, and 84. Say that. Oh, I got to see this picture. Say that. There it is. <laughs> This is like one of those like uh like you feel like if you were a wrestler this is one of those pictures they would show. Oh yeah, once I make it as a writer, they're gonna sh- <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna show this as man he's a lifelong fan. Uh huh. Yeah sure. Okay, uh, <laughs> Robert Rick Steiner, which is Rick Steiner, was a letter winner for the Wolverines in 1981, 83, and 84, while Scott was a letter winner in 82, 83, 85, and 86. What happened in 84? Mm-hmm. Oh, red shirt or something. Scott was an All-American for the Wolverines in 86. Steiners began competing as a tag team in 1989. They are one of two tag teams to win the WWF, WCW, uh, and IWGP Tag Team Championships in professional wrestling history. Scott also held the WCW World Heavyweight title. Did they ever win the ECW? Because I know they were there. I I know they were in there. It doesn't say it on here. You would think they would have thrown that in there. Yeah. Wilbur Snyder wrestled from the early 1950s through the early 80s. Known as one of the best scientific wrestlers in the ring, Snyder won multiple titles during his distinguished career. He had several memorable bouts with the top names of professional wrestling at the time, including Luthez and Vern Gagne. Snyder played football for the Los Angeles Rams prior to playing for the Edmonton Eskimos in the Canadian Football League. He died on December 25, 1991. Hmm. Larry Hanning receives the Luthez Award, which is given to an individual in wrestling who has taken the skills of the profession into the realm of public service. Henning makes history by becoming the first person to be inducted into the George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and to receive their Luthez Award. Uh, his son Kurt is also a member of this Hall of Fame. Right. Diamond Dallas Page will receive the Frank Gotch Award for bringing positive recognition to professional wrestling through work outside the ring. TDP Yoga. Yoga. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Uh, Randy Couture will receive the George Tragos Award given to an exceptionally competitive wrestler who adapted his wrestling skills and competitive nature to excel in mixed martial arts. And man, he is one of the best. Uh, For those of you that don't know him and and you look at his record, it's 19 and 10. You go, well, that record sucks. The thing you have to realize is in MMA. 19 and 11 is what it says. Yeah, there was one fight in there. Anyhow, um, (laughs) that's just my opinion. Uh Get on to that on Fight Show Live, Uh Sunday nights, 8 o'clock, or on the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Anyhow, Randy Couture, not the greatest record, but you got to realize every one of his fights was against a title contender or the champion, or he was the champion taking on the number one contender. So to be 19 and 11, Mm -hmm. it's pretty damn good. The Jim Melby Award recognizes excellence in professional wrestling journalism. Larry Matisic, I'm just going to say, uh, this year's recipient has written five books published by ECW Press. Wrestling at the Chase, Brody, Drawing Heat the Hard Way, From the Golden Era, the St. Louis Wrestling Record Book, and The 50 Greatest Professional Wrestlers of All Time. He is planning on writing a sixth book in the coming years. See, this Hall of Fame feels better than... I mean, the WWE Hall of Fame is nice... But this feels a little more genuine, and yeah. it's kind of about actual wrestling, too, right. you know? Yeah. Different feel. More gritty, more real, I think. 
Definitely. I'd like to go to that. Better, but we should plan that trip. All access passes to the George Tragos Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame will be available on January 2nd. Cost for all access pass is $100. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We well, should plan yeah, that. It's not too far away. I mean, it's Waterloo is about four hours. Is three it hours. only about four hours? Yeah, away? yeah I've, I've drove there before. Oh, yeah, man, we could do that. Mm-hmm. We should do that. And we, yeah. could, we should do the podcast from there. Man, maybe we could score some interviews there. Oh, yeah. And uh, as you hear from our this interview. This is where Scott Steiner's going to be like, oh, I heard of you fucks. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I'd let him kick my ass. That would be awesome. You know what he's going to say? You want to work out with me? We're going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we should do our podcast from there. Yeah. That would be great. That would be cool. And you know, we're going to know someone there that's going. We are. And you'll find that out later yes, on the show. Stay tuned. So. Motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Survivor Series Showdown. Yeah, Survivor Series coming up. WWE.com announced today that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan will face Luke Harper and Eric Rowan on this year's WWE Survivor Series card. I feel like uh, they built that match without much of a build. It's great names. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, and this this will be a good match, obviously. But why isn't the leader of the Wyatt family in the match with two former... WWE champions. Yeah, I really thought to. No offense to the tag team. Yeah. But I feel like those two guys are bigger than facing the tag team yeah. of and the why, Wyatts. Why isn't there a third? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But, why isn't there a third member? And like uh, for Punk you know, and Brian. And we'll get into this on Raw and what happened at the end of Raw. But I really thought we were going to get a traditional, albeit six man on each team. And they hate that for some reason. Yeah. Yet how you you pointed out. On Raw, SmackDown, they'll throw together two storylines. And make a random-ass tag team. On Raw and SmackDown every week. But when it comes to Survivor Series, no, we don't like that. And that's the only time you should do it. But you're always going to get a traditional Survivor Series match. And I thought, that's a pretty good one if they're going to do it. I thought it was great. I thought the... You know, the face side was a little weak and kind of thrown together. But it matched all the storylines and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But hey... Uh, you know, Survivor Series got to shape up somehow, so Definitely. let's run with that, I guess. I think, therefore I am, headed to the top. Hope so. The Wrestling Observer reports that WWE is planning on making Damian Sandow, quote, a top guy, end quote. He's got the look. They are going to start treating him like a top contender, hence why he easily defeated Kofi Kingston on Raw. He does that every time, though. Well, but very convincingly... Uh, Vince McMahon is reportedly very high on him these days, and his match with John Cena several weeks ago on Raw was heavily praised by many backstage, uh, many watching it also. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. man. I was marking out. Yeah, d- namely you. I spoiled it for you. I was marking out <laughs> yeah, so bad. Yeah, you did. It was, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty <laughs> like, thanks, awesome. Thanks for that, Tish. Yep. yep. Thanks. <laughs> I just couldn't contain it. I was like, it was really I have cool. to talk to somebody about right. this. It was really cool. I, like, I was like, uh, fuck it. I gave him a chance to respond, and yeah. he didn't respond. <laughs> so now I'm going to spoil it for I, ru- I rushed home, and I, and I did have to see what was going on. So I will give you that. Oh, man. but And it was a good match. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So. so hopefully, uh, God, I'm I'm hoping they need a good top heel. I don't see anybody better. So not right now. No. Yeah, not right now. No. So we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about Raw. And we're gonna kind of try to move through things quickly to get to this interview because you guys gotta hear this interview. 
Yeah? Definitely. Rob Schamberger. Solid dude, man. Really He's great fun guy. Fun guy to have around yep, here. Yep, definitely. All right, that's all. When we return to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. You say you need a good reason to check out the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com? Well, I've got five. Number one, Fight Show Live. Masters in the business of beatdown, Ozone and T-Mac bring you all things MMA. Number two, Trending Mobile Technology. Piper the DJ takes a bite out of the mobile space every week as he gives you Android, iOS, Microsoft, and BlackBerry. Number three, The Real News. MJR shares politics and current events the only way he knows how, unbiased and honestly. Number four, the Spanish announce table. Captain Awesome and T-Mac are slamming your face through a table full of wrestling knowledge every week as they break down WWE and TNA. Number five, Old School at the Movies. Mr. Old School and his panel of critics are your one-stop shop for all your movie needs as they give you box office hits, DVD releases, even Netflix, and the bargain bin. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Better check in every day because you never know what's going to be trending next. Yo, 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 yo. Pop a 40 and check your rollies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And we are bringing you the Spanish announce table. Do you think the primetime players ever go down this route once their gimmick kind of gets stale? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. I hope so. I hope not. I just wouldn't mind seeing them back. I mean, they're they're putting an emphasis on tag team wrestling. Let's get the crime time back. Oh, you want crime time back? Yeah. I want the prime time players back. It seems like they yeah. remember. Yeah, they did. They were doing great. They were having those singles matches. Remember, and they were kind of. We thought maybe getting a push, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. nah. Uh, that's typical WWE for you, sir. Yeah, the person that uh, is the signature of the push anti-push is Wade Barrett. Mm, yes. You know. Yeah. Hey, he's gonna be the next big guy. Nah, now he's losing to Zack Ryder, uh, and now he's with Daniel Bryan, and now he had to Barrett. shave, and he's not doing anything. Hey, we got Raw. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. You know how it opened up? Randy Orton. Yes. In the ring, talking some smack on the big show. Seeing he blackmailed his way into a title match, you know. But he says uh, that tonight, Triple H and Stephanie are on vacation. They've left him in charge while they're on vacation. Well, somebody comes out, they have an issue with that. The Mad Ox. (laughs) The Mad Ox. Brad Maddox comes out and says, no, no, no. He needs to be respectful of his position. But before he can go any further... The director of operations, Kane, comes out. And he informs him that he's actually in charge of the show tonight. And he's going to handle things from here. Now, all I remember from this is you saying, like, just complaining about Kane's hair. You get hung up on some little things sometimes. It's just weird. (laughs) He looks horrible. (laughs) Now, to your point, yeah, yeah, he looks like the character he's supposed to be. But what I'm trying to say is... He doesn't have to. Yeah, but it just... It Put him, him bald. He and wants to grow some hair back, man. But he's balding. <laughs> well, so what? <laughs> so you're not putting uh, hair back. You're making him look like an account executive. That's it. That's what they want him to look but like. But it looks horrible. <laughs> well, that's the point. So you hate him and you boo him. You boo. Well, then it works. There you go. Then it works. Anyway, so Kane and Maddox, they... Uh, and he has a widow's peak. What the hell? Yeah, no. Uh, and not the uh, AJ Lee finisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kane and Maddox argue with each other, and they make matches for Orton, right? 
they keep trying to make a match, but Orton yells and tells them to make up their minds, right? See, like, I think one of them was like, you're going to face Goldust. And the other one says, no, you're going to face Cody Rhodes. Right. He's screaming at them to make up their mind. Well, who comes out? Vicky Guerrero. Says she's going to be the voice of reason. And she's making Orton face the both of them. Which? Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Okay. Cool. Right? Yeah, right. And I know WWE likes to forget their history a lot, but this is really recent history. She got fired as the Raw GM. Yeah, now she's out there making matches. Yeah. So what the hell are you doing on Raw making a match? Yeah, yeah. I would understand it. They if, forgot. Well, <laughs> it would have made more sense to me mm-hmm. that Vicky comes out, says I'm in charge, and then gets pushed over by Kane, who then gets pushed yeah. over by Brad Maddox, because right. Brad Maddox is the Raw GM. Right, but Kane is the director of operations for WWE. Right, right. but you get what I'm saying? So like, he's a higher position than a GM. No, no, and I totally understand that. Yeah. But the match that was made was made by Vicky, which I don't think should have been made. I think made. it should have been Vicky, then Matt, Matt Ox goes over right. and says, and no, I'm Kane, the raw GM. And then Kane's right. like, hey, fuck nuts. Right, but it makes <laughs> sense a little bit for Vicky to make it because that was really a babyface match. You know, the yeah. heel's in the bad spot, so... Maddox is with right. Kane won the book. Authority. Kane is just now with the authority. Vicky is kind of the one scorned. Yeah, but it's so weird too. Like if they're all battling for position and nobody really has a clear cut role as the position, why does Vicky get to come out and trump them? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, because yeah, she was fired. Sense, yeah. But at any rate, yeah, we get that match. Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Goldie Rhodes, as we like to call them, <laughs> or Road Dust. Um, Road at dust. the end of this match, Goldust and Cody Rhodes both clothesline Orton out onto the floor, and Orton lets himself get counted out or get counted out. You know, he's like, "Screw this!" Well, he's starting to leave, and Big Show cuts him off on the ramp, right? And lands some body punches, right? Yeah, smart move. Um, and then he gets thrown right into the barricade for for good measure. Mm-hmm. Um, throws him into the steps, then he clotheslines him, sets him up near the side of the commentary table, takes the tape the top of it off. Drags Orton up to the steps, choke slams him through the table. And a good one. Got some height, went through really well. Orton sold it like he legitimately got hurt, which, hey, you know, going through anything. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm generally worried, like, when they're selling it and they're selling well, it's like, maybe they're hurt. Is this real? Yeah, you know? yeah. Or maybe it really hurts and you're allowed to just be like, this hurts. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. you didn't take the monitor out, you asshole. <laughs> right. You hit me in the kidney. Yeah. So, But it was really good. Really, uh, really. Yeah, no. It was a fun way. I'll say this. It was a fun way to start off raw. Yeah, it, yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, uh, generally they start these and the heels get the better mm-hmm. of it. But now that the authority is not in there. in action, they're yeah. able to kind of the the uh, inmates are running the asylum, if you will. Uh, well, then we get Santino Marella and Los Matadores versus the Union Jacks. This was cool. Yeah. And I hope this is what they do uh-huh. for we'll a little bit. We'll spell it out for the people. Okay, so first off, it was interesting because Los Matadors comes out, and one thing that I really like is JBL does the ole with them. He's uh-huh. like, ole! Yeah. ole. I yeah, like yeah, that. That's yeah. just funny. Uh, and then Santino comes out, and he's wearing bull horns. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he like he like he uh, he connects with uh, El Trito or yes. whatever. Uh-huh. And I thought that was cool. And then... Uh, uh, what, what's the ring announcer's name? Justin Roberts. Roberts. Justin Roberts. Uh, yeah, Justin Roberts. Mm-hmm. He goes. Yeah, uh, whose job I should have? They true. Right. Very true. Very true. Um, then he says their opponents introducing the Union Jacks, and everyone's like, "What the hell uh-huh. is this?" 
and they even have like unique music. It's not three yeah, and B yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Yeah. It's three and B. And it's three and B in dressed in the British flag. They have mm-hmm. like British flag pants, British flag yep. jackets, looking like like British rockers. Right, and yeah. they even but they're doing three and B moves, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that. The crowd goes nuts. Mm-hmm. They love this to the point where they're like, "There's a three and B chant," and JBL even goes, "Wait." There's a three and B chant. Yeah, you know. And Look, I'm telling you, um, smart wrestling fans, maybe not like three and B, but I think they like Heath Slater. He's I like Heath so Slater. like he's so he's one of those that's just so bad that like and he's doing it so well. Yeah, I I am a huge fan of the one man band. The one man band, yeah, because it's stupid. Yeah, the one man band was great, and it's, he was like, yeah, he's singing, right? You know I mean? like, it's he's stupid, just a heat and he's not good. You could plug him into any returning thing, right? Like did. Yeah, yeah. And so I like that. the The thing that I don't like about Three and B, Jinder Mahal, still doesn't fit the role. Whatever. And uh-huh. Drew McIntyre. Like, why was that not Kurt Hawkins? Right. And Drew McIntyre, in my opinion, is too angry. Yeah. Well, Drew would have fit it if he would have played the role better because yeah. he's, you know, he's not British, Scottish, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, has the accent, right. has the long hair. You could mm-hmm. make him look like a believable rocker. And Kurt, um, well, what did I Hawkins? Uh, Kurt Hawkins, yeah, um, had that same kind of gimmick already to begin with, mm-hmm. and he would have plugged in great for that. Yeah, Jinder Mahal doesn't make sense. Clearly, these guys are road buddies, and they came up with this idea, and so right. he's like, all right, we'll run with it, yeah. and it's worked. As it but was. I but I like one man band better. Get, but I like that right. they're doing this, and I hope you know. For example, let's say they go back to Memphis and they all dress up like the king. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Presley, yeah, not, use, not Jerry Lawler. Use proximity. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Torito chasing around uh, Slater, uh, Santino gore Slater out of the ring. Torito splashes him on the floor. Santino knocks Jinder down. Then he pulls out Cobra, complete with bullhorns. And hits a cobra strike for the win. That was kind of cool. He had a little horns on his cobra. Yeah, that was cute. Um, so, you know, Santino and Los Matadores win it. Moving on. Damien Sandow versus Kofi. And Damien Kofi. whooped that whooped ass. Whooped that ass. Stomped him around. Just threw him around. Kicked him and whipped him uh, uh, into the ropes. Then he got... Uh, 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 Kofi tried to do a springboard off the ropes, but Sandow tripped him and hit the year welcome for the win. Showing he's smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Aha. Winner. Damien Sandow, headed for big things, as we said in the news. Yeah, hopefully. Uh-huh. Then we got an Intercontinental Championship match. Our boy Dolph Ziggler. And this was the match of the night, I yeah, thought. Yeah, absolutely. Versus Curtis Axel, the Intercontinental Champion, of course. Uh, and, I mean, it's this common thing that I say, great workers. But I feel like I'm saying that because like, you expect a great match from these guys. You know what you I mean? Do. And they deliver. Mm-hmm. And they deliver. Uh, the ending is Axel pulls himself up on the ropes and blocks a zigzag attempt, which kind of, is kind of becoming a crutch that I, I feel like there is. I see this in every Dolph Ziggler match now. He goes for a zigzag, but people hold on to the ropes, you know? Mm-hmm. It seems to be like he's using that a lot. It's like, yeah. okay, Dolph, we get it. Right. But uh, he he blocks the zigzag attempt. He throws Dolph up in the air, pancakes him, uh, and then hits his hangman's face buster is what, uh, is what I heard one person call it there. <laughs> I like that. Hangman's face buster. Yeah, I don't know if they have a real name for that again yet. Uh, That's your thing. thing. You want names to these moves. Well, it just makes more... It's it's something you can call. Mm-hmm. And it sticks in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the stunner. Stunner! RKO. Stunner! RKO! Like, it sticks in your mind. Diamond cutter. Sweet chin music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's something to cheer for. And especially, like, with that one, too, you, you can make a... You know, like, Punk does his go-to-sleep thing. Like, if you have a name for it, 
You can signal for it. And people sell like, merchandise. You know I mean? Yes, absolutely. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what the real match of the night was. What? Tamina Snuka oh, versus Nikki Bella. Yeah, this match was so boring to the crowd, who was somewhat of a smart-ass crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, it was uh, in England. Yeah. And these guys don't get... Raw a lot. Uh, they don't get a lot of, of wrestling over uh-huh. there. So, you know, when they, when they get it, they're going to go. So, you know, you're going to get a bunch of hardcore fans. And, and so, English fans are, by and large, very smart wrestling right. fans. And so, uh, during this match, which... British, I think, is the proper way to refer to them. You know... We said how the the turn of the Bellas to being faced didn't go over well. It's definitely not going over well that they've had a couple of weeks to build on that too. And this match was so uninteresting to the crowd, uh-huh. they started chanting, "We want tables and ECW." Yeah. Well, they also chanted that they were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be like kind of a, a gimmick with all the crowds now. Yeah, yeah. We are awesome. We yeah. are awesome. A good know. crowd always do that. Yeah. Well, Tamina. Um, Not Green Bay. <laughs> kicked um, um, Nikki in the knees. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, kicked her in the knees. Uh, AJ hits Nikki behind the rest back, and Bree tries to make the save, but AJ takes her out as Tamina hits the super fly splash mm-hmm. for the win. Uh, Brie runs in the ring, drop kicks AJ out of the floor after this. Tamina grabs Brie, but Brie frees herself and drops kick Tamina out of the ring. So it got the better of her in the end. So is Brie the better Bella now, I guess? Yeah. Is that just, just I think accepted? Yeah, I think they're... Um, well, word is, and I guess maybe we didn't cover this in the news, but um, they're getting more impressed with her in-ring work because she's been working with Daniel Bryan. Every town they go to, they stop and they do a couple hours in the ring, and so you're seeing a lot more of his moveset come out and her things. And one thing I find interesting, and I don't know why... They're doing this, but they're not dressed the same anymore. Yeah. I think so they, they can't well, do their, their double twin magic, or twin, yeah. yeah, whatever yeah, the hell it's called. Maybe they made a conscious. Because, like, Nikki Bella's, like, dressed like a basketball player. She's got, like, a like a basketball top, yeah, and she's I've wearing noticed, a backwards yeah. hat. And yeah. Brie Bella's dressed like how they've always they been. They might even be dressed similar, but, like, there's some differences, too. But yeah. then, then there's something, I don't know. But, hey, we're going to get cut to a break. We're going to come back and talk about the second portion of Raw. Uh, like I said, we're going to move through these segments quick so we can get to the Rob Schamberger interview. An amazing interview. Good stuff. Uh, come back for more Raw on the Trending Topics Network. So 55. Spanish now, table. Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tears. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big name interviews. Tonight, oh my God! Heel to the jaw. How good was that? Experts in the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang! Right on the jaw! Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tears. Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Yeah, we needed a little more cowbell in this episode. Gotta have more cowbell. You can never go wrong with the cowbell. No. That's my opinion, and it's a fact. So, Monday Night Raw, as we continue down our road here, we got Fondango versus Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. So as I mentioned earlier, two great workers in that one match. Great match. Two great workers here. Mm-hmm. Eh. You need 
story. Character and you need story. But or you could just go. Here's the thing with those workers, they could steal the show if given time. Yeah. Oh you sure. Give, yeah. You give five uh-huh. more minutes to Axel and Ziggler to do one amazing spot. Wow. Yeah. Because remember, Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin is a match a lot of people remember. And what? Shelton Benjamin was... Two good yeah. workers, but eh. Yeah. But they were given time. They were given compelling story to tell in the ring. And that's where these good workers get, you know, good matches in, but nothing really happens. So it gets forgotten about from people who are storyline driven like myself. Yeah. Well, this match, uh, Fandango tried to get away. You know, try to leave, but kid connect with Hurricane Rana to the barricade, so that was good. And I kind of like this match because it is workers, but yeah. this is the first one of what I think will be many storylines that were started on Total Divas. Yeah. So on Total Divas, Tyson Kidd is working out with Eva Marie. Uh, Natalia is working out with Fandango. Tyson Kidd gets a little pissed, like, hey. Why are you working with my wife? And then Natalia's like, well, why are you working with her, Eva Marie? Mm-hmm. Tyson Kidd's like, all right, Eva Marie, sorry. And then he leaves the gym. It was like down in the training center. He leaves the gym saying, uh, Natalia, hopefully you're not out working out, or working out too late. And uh, Fandango, hopefully I don't see you in the ring anytime uh, soon. And then as soon as that episode airs, which happened yeah. probably six months ago, uh-huh. the first Monday after yeah. that episode, mm. now we have a match. Well, but see, here's the thing. Uh, why not? I mean, get well, somebody no, no, no. get these guys over. Oh, I know? think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think it's, it's a nice little cookie for people that are watching Total Divas. I think it's a yeah, it's a good uh, reward for the wrestling fan who's watching Total Divas. But I think it's a, hey, guys. The the you female see why this is happening no or the female fan that's watching Total Divas that's not watching wrestling hey you see how they got pissed then they had a match mm. see you want to yeah, see, see it you see you want to see it who got their ass bit right. all right so um uh, he rolled Fandango back into the ring went for a springboard sunset flip but Fandango hooked a leg got the pin I like that Tyson Kidd has hair too yes remember that oh, one little yes. thing where he had just like a little patch of front, uh, like above his forehead. Well, have I told my Tyson Kidd story on this show about how I called him out on Twitter and he, he got the better of me? <laughs> you said it off air, but go ahead and say it on air. So, I'm not this guy, but for whatever night, for whatever reason, I was feeling like an asshole. You know, like just like. Yeah, was, just this one night. I was being smarky, you know, oh. snarky, you know. Oh. I was like, um, Tyson Kidd had said something like, can't wait to sit down and watch. uh it was Raw or something. Maybe it was SmackDown night. And I was like, uh, I was like, why? So you can actually watch people wrestle? Because he hadn't like been on, you know? And he was like, I watched myself wrestle. And at the time, it was NXT was just a web show that he mm-hmm. was doing. Um, or his FCW at the time. I don't know. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but NXT's not a, not a show on television. And he must have checked my profile thing because he was like, don't you do a podcast? <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, Oh, you got me there. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Glass houses, right? And, uh-huh. I mean, like, and another guy started talking to him, and he, we actually had a little bit of back and forth uh, conversation and stuff. And I, you know, I mean, like, I was cool after that, and he, you know, he said a few things to us and stuff, and it was just cool. He was just mm-hmm. kind of like, but he got me. He was like, "Don't you do it?" Because I was like, because it was a web series, and I was right. like, "Yeah, but it's not on TV." And he was like, right, "Don't you do a podcast?" Yeah, you're not and even I was on, like, on the air. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it wasn't this podcast. Like, Damn you, Tyson Kidd. Yeah, no, it was the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I was just like. Um. Yes. <laughs> Asshole. That is you a fact. Got me. Yeah. That is a fact. So Tyson Kidd, quick-witted. Yeah. yeah very good. You're yeah. a fan of his. Um. Well, I just thought it was funny. I was like, I was like, see, that's why you don't be an asshole. To people, <laughs> right. 
Like you know what I mean? Like yep. it's unwarranted. Like like I'll yeah. fuck around with you. Right. But we can give a take. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like. But I had no business saying that to him. Like, right, why, yeah. like why am I being an asshole? I don't do anything. Yeah. He's famous. <laughs> like, I'm just being an asshole for no reason. I'm surprised he even responded, to be honest, right. you know, in the first place. But, yep, but he did. Yeah, good times. So um, then we got John Cena versus the Real Americans. I don't know how this... Did I miss why this match was made? Oh, I, I, I feel like it was Kane making it in response to Vicky Guerrero saying mm. Orton's taking on the tag okay. champs. Well, um... Cena blocked to her and Kenrana. Or it was Maddox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shoves Cesaro backwards. Swagger runs at Cena, but Cena shoves him, hits a cross body before making uh, Swagger tap to the STF. What we get afterwards, Alberto Del Rio comes in, hits Cena in the back with a chair, then he stomps him several times before he wedges Cena's arm in between the chair, his injured arm, stomps it a few times, puts him in the cross arm breaker, uh, keeps it locked in as some referees try to break him up, and who comes out and makes the save? Big E Langston yeah, throws Alberto over the top ropes, dares him to come back to the ring. And we get that match. We get uh, that match after another match. But One thing, so we joke about Super Cena. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, though. It's now expected. And I want to point out this fact. Uh, if you watch the match, yeah. Um, notice that Cesaro does the catapult and then uppercut. Yes. I don't know. Does that have a name? Well, it's just a, it's, I think it's called the very European uppercut. Yeah. So he does it's a cool it. Name. Right. And that is his finish. Yeah. Right? And he hits it. And they do the big one, two, false yeah, finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, watch it, and no one in the crowd thought there would be three. Oh, yeah, no. Hmm. So now he's just shitting on people's finishes. Yeah, of course. Why? No. Well, finishers have kind of. Lost their impact these days oh, anyway. Oh, definitely. And here's the other point I want to bring up. Cena, by himself, no one came out to help him. Uh-huh. Cena, by himself, beat the Real Americans, who not only, what, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. beat the tag team champions. Yeah, yep. So Cena can beat... The tag team champions. The tag team champions. Yes, of course he can. Cena can beat cancer. Cena is cancer. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Emails coming later. <laughs> uh, we got Ryback versus R Truth. Little surprise here. Ryback goes for a meat hook, but Truth ducks it, turns and and rolls Ryback up to take the surprise win. Roll up, roll but, up. First one we've seen. Um, takes the win. R Truth goes over Ryback here. And, but I think it was because I remember as soon as he got the win, everyone, this is a big upset. This is a big upset. This is a big upset. So I think we're gonna see something from Ryback. In my guess, it's a la Chris Jericho losing matches goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we might, we might get see that. some of our answer. You know, he's he's not with Paul Heyman right Who now. Who cuts a damn good promo yeah, we'll on get, why Ryback sucks. Right. We'll get into that. I don't first, think he does, but yeah. Right, but first we got Biggie Langston versus Alberto Del Rio. Alberto. Sneaking across our borders. Alberto avoids the splash. Hits an insiguri for two. Langston knocks him down and goes for the big ending, but Alberto counters, cross arm breaker, tap, tap, tap. Alberto Del Rio. Yep. yep. It shows that Big E can go with, you know, a I'm, top guy. I'm over ADR, though. I'm been, I've been over something. ADR since... I think he's good. Yeah. He needs to change Yeah, I think he's, he's... I've been over ADR since he lost Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with it. And hey, where the hell is that guy? RVD's no longer around. So, goddamn, what a failed, miserable RVD run that was. It was a great start. Remember that Jericho match? Yeah. And he was just, having good matches. Just. <sighs> you, I told you my idea. You know, you have Ricardo turn on RVD. Yeah. Go back with uh, ADR. Yeah. And then you build up uh, RVD, you know, going after the two. Can't do it by himself. Brings back Bill Alfonso. Yeah. Boom! Everyone that, loves that. Cheap pop that, for one night. Don't know what that relationship's like with WWE. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, I don't know what that's like, but well, that's what I would have done. We get Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman are out. Paul Heyman's in a wheelchair, got his leg all casted up and everything. Um, <laughs> he's complaining about seeing Punk doing that to him, and everybody enjoys it. And he says, Punk couldn't have done it without any help, though. And he says, Ryback is to blame. And he's glad he never made him a legit Heyman guy. Because he never answered that uh-huh. question. He said Ryback was given a huge chance and he blew it. But most of all, he blames the fans for cheering Punk when, when he attacked him. Obviously. Right? He says the fans are at fault and he doesn't really want to be there, but he needs witnesses to hear what he has in store, which is that he will be back with a vengeance. And he's going to make Punk pay for everything, hanging over him like a cloud and watching, watching over him. And then what do we get? I can't do the rest of the song. <laughs> but it's CM Punk. It's a good song. Coming out. Uh-huh. And the crowd's going nuts. This crowd was good. Very good. Uh, it was good. Punk comes out. Axel attacks him. Punk sends Axel into the barricade. Knocks him out with a GTS. Then he laughs. And gets the ever-so-resourceful kendo stick. Because that's what is needed when well, you build a ring. Well, when you set a up ring. a ring, yeah, you get you have kendo sticks. I mean, you need the kendo sticks. What, it, it holds the uh, turnbuckles How do you together. suppose you do the stick thing if you don't have a stick. Right. But how easy was it for CM Punk to get rid of Curtis Axel? Yeah. You're undermining that whole Intercontinental Championship thing anyway. Yeah, there's little, like, I mean, the problem is you, what are you going to do, take a long time? You only get a little minute of time. No, what like, you do is, so this is how I would do it because then you create another feud. You're, you're having Punk and Axel going back and forth, back and forth. Let's say Axel gets one move over Punk. Punk's on the ground. Dolph Ziggler comes out and beats the crap out of yeah, you Curtis Axel. with somebody else. And now they're going to be fighting, or, leaving Punk to go after or, Heyman. Or how about Punk has a hard metal object and he knocks out Axel. You yeah. I mean, that's a little yeah, more yeah, believable yeah. than Cheats a little bit. I just overpowered. But at right. any rate, uh, he then takes the wood to Heyman. You know what I mean? Just... Knocking the crap out of him. And if you paid attention, you know, our age group probably noticed this, uh-huh. not the younger age group. But uh, well, well, one of the announcers said it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was wearing like a, a brace, uh, Paul yeah, Heyman was. A and, back brace, like yeah, a hard back brace. Yeah. A hard back brace. And Punk was literally just hitting that. <laughs> which, thing, yeah. hey, you know, the vibrations might give you oh, a little sure. soreness, Force. but nothing. Big. Force if it was a harder object than right. a kendo stick. Yeah. At any rate. We got CM Punk and Daniel Bryan versus The Shield. This was the night of the of the uh, handicap matches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something. Just well, I think the three of them were made by each person. I gotcha. And I'm not. I forget well, who. These but... backstage segments that maybe I was kind of yeah. not really. Yeah. So at any rate, um, match goes on, and again, some of the best workers you got on the show. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Punk sets up for a GTS on Ambrose. As Reigns runs in. So Punk takes Reigns down with a GTS before Ambrose tries to roll him up. Punk avoids that, puts him in the Anaconda Vice, but the lights go out. Mm-hmm. Dip! 
that Wyatt's. So Yes. Oh this anyway, let me just get into this. Uh Punk and Brian get out of the ring, right? Mm-mm. And the no, Wyatt's no, no. come out. No, no, no. At first the Wyatt's come out, lights go back on. Wyatt's in the middle are Dean Ambrose right. and yes, uh, yes, yes. Seth so the, well it's, Rollins. The, it's it's Harper and Rowan mm-hmm. are in one corner. The Shielder in the other corner. Or no, no, they're the in the middle. In between Punk and Brian. Yeah. Right. Punk then pushes uh, Tyler Black or not Tyler Seth Black. Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yes. Into one of into uh, Luke Harper. Yes. And then they're like, "Hey, the man, showdown." Because Luke Harper just throws. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins aside, back, like he yeah, just, yeah, hey, yeah. I, I'm after and he Punk. Points. Yeah, he yeah. points at them, yeah. And then they start oh, exchanging words. Seth Rollins words. comes back, and I mean, and you see Harper doing his kind of crazy, yeah, 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 of, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, oh, they do the like where you touch foreheads and uh-huh. you just start, oh man. And the crowd is like, just Go. I mean, the tension. I, we were watching it in in here in the studio while we were doing some other work, and I mean, like, just we stopped. We were going we were crazy, doing, yeah. And we were like, oh, my God. This is going to be cool. And the crowd's all like, oh, man. I mean, like, and they're not even doing the yes, and if I, if I remember correctly. I mean, I think they're just not like. Not at this time. They're just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And I mean, like, it's just a fervor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, everybody's it's just whipping up like crazy. And I mean, just, and so outside the ring are Reigns and Bray Wyatt. And they're arguing like, hey, because then they start yes. to fight in, in the ring. And yes, at this yes. time... Big melee. Yeah. Punk and Brian have escaped outside right. of the ring and they're and, staying there watching. And I all. thought it was so awesome because like Roman Reigns and, and Bray Wyatt are like, hey, you need to stop your guys. Well, you need to stop your yeah. guys. And then... Uh, Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns grabs the yeah, kind yeah. of big brother or yeah, something. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, you need to do it. And then uh, Bray Wyatt doing his kind of you know cult yeah, leader hey, thing, man, laughs, hey, laughs, hey, and yeah. then whack him, gets him with a great uppercut. Yeah, yeah. And then they all go... And then they start separating because they're even. It was like yeah, an even yeah, fight. Uh-huh. And then Bray Wyatt, being the genius mastermind, yes, yes. was like, we have a common enemy. And then they look at those two, and then they're like, oh, now it's six uh-huh. on two? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and they start that, but who comes out to make a save? Usos and Goldie Rhodes. They come out and even things up. Uh, Which, if you're the tag champs, right, and you're yeah. the good guys, to me, it doesn't make sense. Why are the Usos helping? They yeah, want the they belts. Involved? Yeah, they're not involved in any of that storyline, are they? Uh, not really. None of those people, are they? Not really. Well, they were facing the Shield recently, weren't they? But the Shield had been beating them. Well, they did a, a triple threat yeah. tag team match, so I would think. Well, you needed two more guys. I know, but. Now, here's the thing. This is when we thought this is going to be Survivor Series. Which would have been six awesome. Six-man match. Which, at the time, we were kind of like, oh, Okay. But now that I see the tag team match, I'm like, damn, I would have rather seen the six-man mm-hmm. survivors because all the combinations you could have made out yep. of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you could have built so many storylines yeah. right after, the night after, or that night. As crappy as, as Raw was, that made up for it. That last, just, And the crowd had a lot to do with it because you felt like, oh, this is big time. Yeah, if they were flat, it would have been flat for us, too. Right. But you got up because they were up, yeah. and they were like, this is cool. And I'm like, it is cool. I'm glad you guys think so, too. Awesome, you know. So I think you know the choke slam by Big Show, great way to start it off. The match with uh, Ziggler and Axel, really good. Heyman's promo on why Ryback sucks was really really fun. And the end with the Wyatt family and Shield finally acknowledging each other was really cool too. Yeah, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it uh, pretty heavily. But we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk SmackDown for one segment. Get it all squeezed into that one segment because. Uh, after that, we've got to get Impact and then Rob Schamberger. I'm excited. Me too. It was right. amazing. Trending Topics Network, as usual, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. And you are listening to the Spanish Announce Table. Oh, the 
When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein, weekdays 8 to 11, on your new home for sports, FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Come on in and enjoy the smooth dancing sounds. Hey, I just got an idea. Spanish announce table. Yeah. As I change the tone of what we're doing here. The Spanish announce table. You kind of got a little gold dust in there, too. Yeah, it is a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, got an idea. Okay. And I'm going to put it on the air so that the listeners uh, can respond if they like this idea. Sorry. I think. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think. There it is. <laughs> Got to do it in threes. Yeah. Um, I think that since next week is Raw Country. Raw Country. Raw Country. All of our wrestling themes need mm. to be country related. So, like, you got the honky-tonk man. That's great. You just did a shit ton of more work for me. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, how about this? great idea. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I will, you know what? Here you go. I will research the guys or oh, yeah, listeners. Yeah. If you can give me the names, it's or, pretty yeah, yeah, Or yeah. listeners. If you have one that I might not think yeah, of. You could probably do like old school Bradshaw. Yes. Uh-huh. The, the Blackjacks. The Godwins. Yes. See where I'm going with this? Since it's raw country. Raw country. And uh, I think we should do wrestling themes for- Raw uh, country. Mickey James. Hmm. Anyway, we're talking SmackDown. I like the idea. So leave us a comment, or yeah. we're just going to do it and say screw you. I like the idea. Yeah, I like the idea. SmackDown, CM Punk comes out and says, being the best in the world means different things to a lot of people, but apparently for the Wyatt family, it makes him a target. I guess. Yeah. Says he doesn't know why they attacked him, but he doesn't care because he just wants to fight tonight. Says he squashed Paul Heyman and sent him away, so if the Wyatts want to fight, then there's uh, uh, he's there to... Uh, to do it right now on SmackDown. Punk says he's not leaving until they show up, as a matter of fact. But he doesn't get the Wyatts. You know who he gets? Curtis Axel. Why not? Comes out and says uh, he needs to shut up and the Wyatts can wait. Axel says they have unfinished business because Punk took his mentor away. But he will make Heyman proud tonight. Axel says Vicky Guerrero has granted him a match with Punk tonight. And it's going to take place right now. Right goddamn now. <laughs> Curtis Axel versus C.M. Punk. Yeah. Yes. Punk clotheslines him and heads up to the top rope. Lights go out. Wyatt family. That. Uh, but they don't appear. They just screw with him. Just screw with him. And Axel uses that distraction to hit a perfect plex for a two count. Then he hits him several times in the back of the head. Goes for a back a backslide, but Punk counters that with the go to sleep for the pinfall. After the match, Punk looks around because Bray can be heard laughing over the speakers. Mm -hmm. Then he appears on the Titantron. There he is. Blows the lantern out. So, interesting little uh, mind games from the Wyatt family. Then we get 3MB versus R-Truth and the Usos. Goddamn, couldn't have asked for a more exciting segment than that. (laughs) Truth ducks a clothesline by gender, then he connects with the what's up. Off the ropes for the win. Sound familiar? Sure. Did you just do that on the last show? Yeah, whatever. 
Winners are truth in the Usos. Who cares? And who cares that the Funkadactyls took on AJ Lee and Tamina Snuka. Snuka. I'm going to start calling her that now. Tamina Snuka. Snuka. Tamina kicks both Cameron and Naomi in the face. Like you do. Yep. Yeah, like you do. Then she headbutts Cameron a few times, tags in AJ, who makes her tap out to the Black Widow. Make her tap out. Tap out. Make her tap. I'll make her. Anyway. Tap that. Hold on the flow. Actually, Cameron's. She's the skinnier one, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. Ugh. She's, well, it's attitude kills it for me. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. But she is highly attitude attractive. Attitude kills it for me. But I think I'd rather give her the other one. I'm just throw him any my way. ADR comes out, says he's a world-class Mexican athlete, and that makes him better than all of these gringo fans. He says he should still be champion, but it was stolen, and they cheer for John Cena because... That's what you do. Yeah, like, ugh. Anyway, Alberto says, uh, again, it might have been piped in. Probably was. But Alberto says uh, they should see Cena for the thief that he is, and he tries to make excuses for losing a Hell in a Cell, of course. Alberto says he was sick, had injuries, and he had to beg to compete because he's full of Mexican pride. Okay. I'm, yeah, you're well, right. ADR is yeah, just, just stale. But he says he'll get his rematch, which, of course, of all the things, I still don't understand, of all the things in wrestling that they conveniently forget when they don't want to, they never fucking forget about the rematch clause. It's never like, like, hey, that guy didn't get his rematch. It's always there, never missed. Right. Even when it should be like in this instance. Yeah, missed. It's not. Always there. Well, because the loser has to transition. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. So true. if he transitions, unless he's screwed with, you know, unless, yeah. in, in this case, let's just say Rey Mysterio screwed over ADR and John mm-hmm. Cena became champ. Okay, it makes sense not yeah. to have a rematch, but... What would ADR do? Well, you know what what happens is your favorite part of the show. Cena comes out to talk trash. Ugh. He says, man, they haven't done anything for Alberto since he's sick. And he tells Michael Cole to get him an edible arrangement and a sympathy card. <laughs> <laughs> so Alberto says this isn't a joke. Calls Cena a stupid little kid. Tells him to leave his ring and his show right now. Cena says, you should make me. <laughs> We'll get into that. <laughs> He's not calling in six, so he wants to make tonight's show end with a championship match. And Alberto says that's why he's here. Then he asks for a referee and a doctor because he's taking back his title and sending Cena to the hospital. Vicky Guerrero cuts them off, says she is in charge, and this title rematch is not taking place tonight. Boo. She says Alberto will get his rematch at Survivor Series because that is what is best for business. Cena mocks her, says she's good when she gets fired and when she shuts up. <laughs> then Alberto says he hates to say it, but he agrees with him. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky says she's already picked out their opponents for tonight and announces Ryback versus John Cena for later. But Alberto is facing the great Kali. Right. God damn now. Yep. Yep. Which we get, Alberto Del Rio versus the great Kali. God dang. We got a cross arm breaker that Kali freed himself from, but Alberto just kicks him in the head and reapplies it, makes him tap. Alberto Del Rio, your winner. Thank God. That we saw that. Yeah. Then we got Daniel Bryan versus Luke Harper. Yeah. Now this is a thankful that we got to see this. Uh, ending, Brian kicks Harper a few times until Harper power bombs him for two count. Harper then moves towards him, but Brian applies the yes lock. 
Rowan runs in the ring, breaks it up, causing a disqualification. One thing I'm noticing about Daniel Bryan, maybe it's because he got the push and then, you know, buy rates weren't as good because Cena's not on there uh-huh. and he's a little small guy. He's looking buffer. Yeah, he is. He's, he's bulking up. I think he's on that uh, WWE, WWE diet. diet. You think? Mm-hmm. Is that vegan? <laughs> then vegan. <laughs> they hit Bryan a few times, hold him up while Bray gets in the ring. He's going to do his shtick, you know, Sister Abigail, that whole thing. CM Punk runs right past Bray and kicks Rowan and Harper a few times. Then Bray backs off and leaves as Brian and Punk stand their ground. Give him the stare down. Yeah. Storyline continuation. Then we get John Cena. Oh, God. Versus Ryback. Because we haven't seen that. Ever. Cena kicks Ryback in the corner. They trade a couple shots. Back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. Cena hits the ropes, but Ryback takes him out with a meat hook. And then sets up for the shell shock. Ryback lifts him up. Cena, Superman's out of it. Attitude adjustment for the win. Only to have Alberto Del Rio immediately run in and take him out. Well, start attacking him at least. Kicks his shoulder, wraps it around the ring post, kicks him again. But Cena surprises him again. Super Cena's out of it. Strikes him a couple times. Alberto Del Rio runs out, foiled again. Your dastardly pot has been foiled. For I am... Super Cena! Dun, 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 dun. Six! Six! This is what I think of the smack down there. Not bad, not great. Whatever. Meh. Meh. Whatever. So that was SmackDown, eh? We got through that one pretty quick, man. Proud of ourselves. I am too. At least me. Yeah, because I didn't want to hear... I... Cena. Cena. We'll get into that in the emails. But first... Impact Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, TNA, why not? (laughs) Why not? But you know what? After that, we've got the cookie for you. We've got the Rob Schamberger interview. Definitely. Stay tuned to the Trending Topics Network for the Spanish announce table. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Breaking down the week's news and rumors. The Spanish announce table. We 
are back for the second half of the Spanish announce table. And uh, we're going to talk about some Impact Wrestling. Because why not? Because why not? Why the fuck not? Impact Wrestling opens the show with the main event mafia all coming out as a unit. Sting takes the mic, says they've accomplished their goals of getting the world title off of Bully Ray, even though they didn't accomplish that goal, and neutralizing the Aces and Eights, which they didn't really accomplish that goal either. Those goals happened not due to them. Well, they were out ringside when AJ had the match, so they're going to take credit for that. And they neutralized it as far as, was there three members now of... uh, Aces and eights? Because I don't count yeah, Taz. Taz yeah, don't count. No. Well, there's four if you count Bully. No. Yeah, there's, there's three. three, yeah. So, um, I can count. Sting says each of them has their own paths and their own goals right now, so they're going to put Main Event Mafia on the shelf. Slide it right up there. Sting says his piece leaves the ring. Joe says he considers all of them friends, but they're all about to find out why they make much better enemies. Hold on. What did yeah. Sting say, though? Did you catch that? Well, yeah. He's like, well, you guys know where I'm going. Yeah, and everyone's like, yep. Yeah. And then they're like, wait a minute. He goes, oh, I'm going to take care of the people who yeah, feel like uh-huh. uh, this is just easy and they don't need to work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Joe said his piece. He left, leaves. Uh, Goes after Dolph Ziggler. Right, yeah. No, I'm talking about Sting. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Magnus then tells Kurt Angle that his road to rem- uh, redemption is inspiring. But unfortunately, that road runs right into his road to destiny. Then he exits the ring, leaving Kurt Angle alone. Kurt tells the crowd it's been an honor to run with the Mafia again, but it's time to move on. And uh, Bobby Roode interrupts, tells him that he's just pathetic and he should admit he lost twice and move on. But if he does, however, happen to make it to the finals, then he'll be happy to kick his ass again for a third time. And this sparks a fight. And this looked real. Yeah, this was an intense fight. I mean, like, Bobby Roode was seriously emotional. Yeah. At least it seemed like it. I mean, if it wasn't real... He's an amazing actor because he was yelling like, I ain't afraid of you. Like, why would that ever come I up? I think this is what I tell you. I'd, I'd take Bobby Roode before I took AJ Styles because the in-ring work is not the same, but the in-ring work is serviceable and can mm-hmm. be used, mm-hmm. and you got much better believable character and storyline to come out of it. But coming back from break, Kurt Angle's still in the ring. He always poked the bear with that. You know that? Uh-huh, he always yeah. poked the bear. Yeah, I see you just like you. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just not going to say anything. Not this time. Just when he's leaving, I'm going to hit him with a chair. Yep. Kurt Angle still in the ring, calls out Rude to come back out. Rude obliges, and they start to brawl again. Keep going at it. Now, this is where we get Main Event Mafia and Bad Influence come out to help the TNA officials break up the melee. Which was cool because it was like, all right, we're breaking up. And then it was like, wait a minute, we're breaking storyline because this fight is so real. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah. You like, know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, like we're putting it on the show, but goddamn, we just did it. Doesn't mean we're right, not going to yeah. have your back. Yeah, you know, yeah. if something's bad happening to you. But yeah. on their way out, uh, out of the ring... Bad Influence stopped by and taunt Cincinnati Bengals DeQuinn Evans and Pac-Man Jones, who are sitting ringside. What did I say would happen last week? You called it. Bad Influence messed with them. Pac-Man and Evans hop the railing, chase them into the ring, and power slam them both. Because that's what you do to amazing wrestlers yeah. as hey, stupid football players. Hey, here's the thing, too. Players. Um, where was security? If I hopped the railing and went after a wrestler... Security's going to kick my ass. They're local heroes. They are local heroes. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones. Anyway, Velvet Sky versus ODB versus Brooke Tessmacher. And I don't know if I caught it, but I think it's a knockouts title number one contender match. Sure. Um, <laughs> Brooke and Velvet stole the show with an impromptu booty shaking competition. Oh, my God. Can yeah. we just have a storyline where it's I'm hotter than you and it's Velvet Sky and Even, Brooke Tessmacher? Brooke 
Tess Mocker. Um, <laughs> even uh, Taz, like it, uh, Mike Tanay is talking, and she starts to, like, Brooke starts to do her shake, and Tess is like, whoa, 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 bup, 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 <laughs> like, like, wait, yep. shut up. Yep. This <laughs> like, is when you don't talk. Yeah, no, so that was good, but it got ruined because ODB, uh, was in the match. She uh, ran. Uh, she ruined it by going and giving them both what I call the ma'am slam. Mm-hmm. She just slams her tits into them. Uh, <laughs> the ma'am slam. Well, uh, as the match is going on, TNA Knockouts champion Gail Kim and Lady Tampa come out to ringside to watch the match. Match goes on for a little while longer until it looks like Velvet's going to be headed to victory, but Gail Kim and Lady Tampa come in and just lay waste to all three of the competitors. Just beat the crap out of them. Gail Kim gets a mic, says she has beaten all the competition to this point and that there is no competition anymore. So she's making an open challenge to any female outside of the company to come take her on. And if they beat her, she'll give them a title shot because she's that confident that she can beat anyone. All right, since you're so good at predicting things for TNA, you predict who it is. I'm putting you on the spot right now. Predict. The only one I can think of is Kong coming back, maybe? Unless it's just an unheard of, you know? What about what's-her-name from The Beautiful People? The other one, Angelina Love. Angelina Love. Ah. Ah. Is she... What is she down to, 75 pounds now from her fucking bleeding? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, she used to be hot, and then, you know... I don't know. Um, Yeah, that's a, that's an option. That can work. Because that's some old school rivalry there and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That could be interesting. I'm picking Mickey James, though. God, I hope not. I want to see her in WWE. Yeah, but that's who I'm picking. Yeah. And you're picking Kong. Yeah, okay. So we'll see who's right. Anyway, no contest. You're, you're welcome. For that match. Aces and eights now in the ring. Bish tells Bully that he's poison and everything has always been about him and not about the club. So, like it or not, they're going to have a vote to decide whether or not to just call it quits. I don't get that. Why don't you just quit? Yeah, why are you going to vote on... Because yeah. here's the thing, what if you lose the vote, now you're here and you don't want to be? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, um, Ken Anderson comes out and he's going to watch the fun from the side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bish goes first, says he's done. Hangs his cut on the turnbuckle. Bully's pissed. But he tells Nux, Nuxy, I know I can count on him to do the right thing. But Nux tells him that uh, he doesn't need Bully or the club. And he also hangs his cut on the turnbuckle. Dun, dun, dun. Bully says, you know what? It's fine. Because now it's going to end in a tie. Because it's just he and Taz left. And Taz is his best friend and will vote with him. And ties go to the president. So, yeah. And then Taz surprises him. Tells him that the other guys are right. Takes his cut. Hands it to Bully. Who refuses to take it. And Bully uh, tells him, put it back on. Put your cut back on. You know what Taz says? Make me! Yeah, God, his voice cracks so much. Just make me! Just like that. Even and he's, twice. And he's as wide as he is tall now. Yeah, he really is. It looks Jeez. like a beach ball rolling around. Good God, Taz. So at any rate, um, Anderson starts laughing about all this, right? Tells Bully he's all out of little stooges and they're going to have a no disqualification match at Turning Point. Anderson and Bully. And Bully tells Anderson that he's a no-good piece of crap, and he has been since day one. He tells Anderson, you know, you respect Stone Cold so much, but you seem to have forgotten his first and most important rule out of nowhere. Don't trust anybody. Yep, Nux and Bish back. They start to beat Anderson up and roll him in the ring for Bully to whip him with the chain. Bully reminds him, don't trust anyone. Aces and eights stand united over the beat down Ken Anderson. 
So we get more aces and eights. Isn't that great? That is always something. We got uh, Ethan Carter the third versus Dewey Barnes. I'm just not even going to Ethan Carter won that with a pinfall. I'm getting a little tired of the uh, yeah. Who cares? And, Joseph, and it's the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy as each time. Yeah, I don't. I don't anyway. But Joseph Parkin is back, uh, and he's picking through some Halloween candy. He's in the back, you know. He's going through some Halloween candy and bad influence coming to make fun of him. Say they find it really interesting that uh, him and Abyss are never seen in the same place at the same time. You know? Interesting. Park says he doesn't know what they're talking about, and bad influence dumped the candy all over him. You know, they pick up and they're laughing at him. In comes Eric Young, says they've beaten them before, and they can do it again tonight. And you know what? That match is going to happen. Right goddamn now. <laughs> bad influence versus Eric Young and Joseph Park. Joseph Park goes for a fireman's carry slam on Kaz, but Daniels runs in and throws his apple teeny in his face. Allowing, I love that. Yeah. Allows Kaz to get the roll, roll up. up on Park for the win. Bad influence. Pinfall. Mm. Out next, Bobby Rude. He's out demanding Bobby. Kurt Angle. He's Bobby. He's out demanding Kurt Angle comes back out to get his ass kicked some more. Kurt Angle obliges, right? But. Austin Aries comes out also, and he says, uh, reminds Engel that he needs to be focused on their match next week. Dixie Carter cuts him off and says, it's time for the Wheel of Dixie to reveal what their stipulation is going to be next week. And it turns out to be a submission match. Submission. So that could be fun. Make him tap out. Bobby Roode runs to attack Kurt Angle, but knocks down Aries on the way, and that turns it all into a three-way fight that's eventually separated. But we're going to get a submission match. Kurt Angle and uh, Austin Aries. I'm looking forward to that. That should be good. That's TNA saving grace is the match, as you mentioned mm-hmm. before. Yep. Well, now we get the TNA World Heavyweight Championship Tournament first round match. Chris Sabin versus Jeff Hardy. Full metal mayhem. Sunday, 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 Sunday. But in this now, case, it's Thursday. It is Thursday. Full Metal Mayhem, TNA. Why not? Um, but we did get ladders, tables, trash cans, chairs. Um, Jeff Hardy hit one with a swanton off the ladder for the win, which typical mm-hmm. of a thing, but a damn good hardcore match. Oh, great I mean, one. Yeah, yeah. Great. Match of the week, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jeff Hardy uh, won with a pinfall. Um, so he's moving on in the TNA World Heavyweight Championship match, and Chris Saban is not. Good call there, I guess. You use your big name star. You know you're not going to give it to Chris Saban, and you're not going to make a storyline out of his run in the tournament. Right. Put your bigger draw. There you go. There, so. there you go. So there you go. And that was TNA in a nutshell. Why not? Why not? 14th best show on wrestling television. Yep. Now you guys are treated to an amazing interview, if I don't say so myself. Got him for the standard two segments. Rob Schamberger. And he uh, shares some knowledge with that ass. Yes. Just listen to the interview, next two segments, and then we'll be back for our final segment for our two contributors' emails on the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. One zero two five, the fan, the biggest name in KC Sports Radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is Sports Radio weekdays eleven till two on FM Sports Radio one zero two five, the fan. I am a real American. Fight for 
WrestleMania 30 coming out. Or Royal Rumble. Or Royal Rumble. That's the rumor. Yeah, that is the rumor, but uh, I think your idea is going to happen. He's going to come out, kick Zeb Coulter and the Keister, and be the new Real Americans with... Okay, so we do our our pay-per-view picks, right? Yeah. And since that was so far out, I want like double points for that. Yeah. Because I called it before even anything happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. You can have double points for something that's not going to happen. It will happen. Yeah, sure it's not. Hey, we've got a guest in the studio with us. Sure do. We've been telling you about this gentleman named Rob Schamberger. This guy's goal is to paint every one of pro wrestling champions. Pro wrestling champions. Yeah. Not physically like paint them. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> right. Unfortunately. <laughs> like the, the you know, Sports Illustrated right. Simpson yeah. kind of thing. No, he's uh, you know, an artiste, mm-hmm. if you will. And yeah. uh, this guy's, uh, a lot of people may have heard of him. through. He's, I think if you're a, a hardcore wrestling fan, you've heard of him. Yeah, which. I've heard of him. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm if not... you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you're listening to this show. Right. <laughs> of course. That's how it works. Yes. Um, but Rob Schamberger, and I, I. I came across him on Twitter when I moved back here, and I was like, hey, wrestling guy, I'll start following this guy. Mm-hmm. And then I saw what, what you're doing, Rob, and I was like, oh, hey, that's really cool. And yeah. then I it kind of forgot about it. You know, forgot who the hell you were. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kind of forgot about it. And then I was listening to Colt Cabana and started wrestling, and he mentioned him, and I was like, some bitch, that guy lives here. Mm-hmm. we got to get him on the show. Definitely. Rob, how's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. Hey, no problem. Thanks for coming in. This is cool. So you are painting every one of pro wrestling champions. That's how many is that? I'm sure you have a list. Yeah, it's uh, just shy of 250 paintings when it's all done. Jeez. And uh, so how many have you done? Of the champions collection, I'm just shy of 100. Okay, so you still got a, a little ways, a to, good go, ways yeah. to go here. Plus I do a lot of other work too. Of course, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to yeah. specify champions, are you including like intercontinental champion or are you just doing like WWE champions? I'm doing world champions okay. from uh, NWA going all the way back to 1906 with mm-hmm. George Hackenschmidt. Wow. Uh, wow. WWE, WCW, ECW, WCCW, USWA. WWA, so anything Los kinda... Angeles and Ohio, wow. I guess. Wow. That's... What was okay? So AWA. So right, yeah, yeah. The the question that I had is, did did you start out painting and that was your first love, and then hey, I'm a pro wrestling fan, I'm gonna start painting pro wrestlers, or were you a pro wrestling fan and wow, I have this amazing talent, why don't I paint pro wrestlers? How, how did that start? It started with art. Uh, for a long time, my main focus was doing comic books and graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, that, that's a tough market and it's a lot of work to do a comic yeah. book, you know, like right. one page is like six to 12 panels that oh. separate illustrations and you're doing 22 pages a month. That's Jeez, a lot of work. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, and I just had a hard time finding an audience with that. Uh, but I've been, uh, you know, casual wrestling fan going back to 98 and, uh, just kind of put two and two together because, you know, like, I'd stopped doing the comics, but I didn't know what I wanted to do next. Right. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm, and I just kind of put it out on my Facebook. I'm going to do every world champion, do a collection. I did, like, a Kickstarter around it. Yeah, I before saw the Kickstarter I, thing, yeah. Be, before I had stopped and actually counted how many world champions there <laughs> yeah. were. You're like, oh, man, why didn't I say? Yeah, why didn't uh, I just say the divas in 1999? Yeah, in 2011. <laughs> right. Which would be about as many. But, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when was this, uh, when did you start this? But when, when was that? Was that? Uh, it was, was uh, March of last year that okay, the so idea hit. Fairly new then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And then, so 98 is when you got into pro wrestling. What was it that sparked your interest? You know, so many of the, the people we've interviewed, it was, you know, as a kid, they, they grew up and they saw a match. You know, it was either Ric Flair or Ricky Steamboat, someone mm-hmm. like that. Since 98, that was kind of the attitude era. What was the, the character, the storyline? What was it that got you into pro wrestling? My, uh, well, I was, I had just moved out on my own. So, like, every guy that age, I would go to my parents to do laundry right of course <laughs> of course yes yeah and uh, uh my stepfather had been a big wrestling fan back in the 60s and 70s went to memorial hall every thursday night to watch harley race and bob geigel and and yeah. all those guys and rick flair oh and, just those uh, guys yeah yeah <laughs> and i happened to go on mondays to do my laundry and he was flipping through the channels and landed on nitro with rick flair doing a promo and I was just hooked. Oh, yeah. Right? It's got to sink in. Yeah. And uh, luckily, the next week, when I went back, and I'm like, oh, I want to watch this wrestling stuff again. And I landed on Raw instead. Because oh, Raw yeah. in 98 was killing Oh, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably height it's ever been. You yeah. Know, 98 to 2000 was just amazing. A golden era. Yeah. Golden oh, age to me. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so you decide to start doing the paintings. Who was the first one? Was it Ric Flair because of that's who you saw, or who, who'd you start with? Uh, CM Punk. CM Punk. Because, uh, you know, like last year, early last year, you know, like it was super hot what oh, he yeah, was the doing. Summer mm-hmm. of Punk back then. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, everything that he was talking, his character was talking about with, you know, like fighting the man and being underappreciated for your talents and stuff. Like, I had a day job where I was feeling the same exact way, and I'm like, do we cuss on this show? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like, man, fuck the man, <laughs> fuck the boss. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I just uh, wanted to do something that I knew I would finally be able to not have a boss anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had seen someone else have a successful Kickstarter and uh, raised like $50,000. And I didn't even like particularly care for this person's artwork right? really and, and like i'm like that guy can do it yeah i'm like i'm not saying i'm like great but i'm yeah. better than that yeah yeah and, right yeah. <laughs> and, well, crap. yeah and i realized that like with wrestling like it's it was either fan art or it was like a quote serious artist but was doing like ironic work about wrestling you know like right you know dealing with the steroids or oh, the gay yeah. thing or mm-hmm. whatever yeah or luchadors uh, but like no one had done like a serious project about wrestling and I'm like, here's my niche. I can market this. And, yeah. and it just went off like crazy. So this Kickstarter, like how did that start really getting, I mean, I, I noticed two, a bunch of wrestlers have taken notice. Was this, did you plan that? Did you like start just mass tweeting guys or did somebody just come across and be like, Hey, check this guy out. And then I targeted a few people like my last graphic novel that I was working on that never unfortunately saw the light of day was a historical fiction piece around wrestling. Okay. Uh, so I'd done a ton of research and had made a lot of contacts. So uh, I wasn't coming into it blind. Right. I, I was able to, you know, like contact some people that gotcha. I'd already so known. So you knew some people. Yeah. That. Okay. And uh, uh, then, like, it just, you know, I had some examples uh, out and it just took off like crazy. Like, the first world champion to reach out to me yeah david arquette <laughs> really <laughs> well i mean the best world champion uh, I, I, I tweeted him and i'm like hey uh when, when i do yours which which uh of your outfits you want he's like oh the red one from the triple cage match right. i'm like well duh of course and i was actually there for that match were you yeah, really yeah. wow it was here in town no 
And, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. He yeah. wasn't like what I wore in Ready to Rumble. That's not what he... <laughs> It's the same outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, we got to do research. Oh, man, I got to watch Ready to Rumble now. Right, Son yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, and I'm going to buy it. Nice. And uh, well, because well, he's got for, it hanging in his living room. That is that's amazing. awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, and for him, honestly, that is probably really cool because of all the other things like you know, uh, Scream and all the other movies he's done. That's probably uh, the the little that I know about him. You know, wrestling is a big passion to him. For, so for you, you yeah. know how t- talented you are to do a painting. Yeah, I bet you he's just all over that. That's really cool. So after David Arquette, who was like the first? legitimate world champion. It was Adam Pearce. Are you, are you Adam questioning Pierce. the legitimacy? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. The guy held the strap, all right? I, I will tell you this. He's probably the most notorious yeah. world champion. There hey. are so many people hey. that... You've never been world champion. I haven't. David Arquette has. <laughs> all right? Yeah. Thanks for making me feel all bad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the celebrities he brought in when he was champion. Oh, you know, yeah. Like they, got yeah. Promo, they got a promo from Kevin Costner. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They're Vince never going to pay get him to no, do that. Exactly. Right. You know? So Adam Pierce, yeah, Adam Pierce, and he was uh, the reigning NWA champion at the time. So right. not only was it, you know, like that's a, cool. And then too, it like, was the current champion, yeah, yeah, current champion. Yeah. And and Adam did so much at that time to bring legitimacy back to the title yes. that uh, it meant a lot mm-hmm. to get his endorsement. Yeah. So you said you know you started watching wrestling in '98, but you're going to be doing all of the world champions. So I'm going to imagine that takes a lot of research. Yeah. Have you became a fan of a certain era, you know, now since, like, for example, the the 80s? I always think of the 80s because that's when I was a fan. That's the funnest time ever because you had so many characters like Hogan and Warrior and all that stuff. Have you become a fan of a different era now that you're researching all these world champions? You know, I find uh, something to like Mm -hmm. in, in, you know, like every era and different promotions. Like... uh, 70s AWA is awesome. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, 70s and 80s NWA, everyone knows is the shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like early NWO, that was fun stuff. Uh, there there were good and bad moments of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Some amazingly exceptional moments, yeah. definitely. Like uh, uh, Mae Young giving birth to a hand. That's what you always bring up. That's his Dude, number one. I love one. it. Yeah. I, say, <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> he always brings that up as like, okay, the Attitude was great. Attitude Era was great, but Mae Young gave birth to a hand. And I always That's say, the one you bring up instead of Katie Vick? Yeah. <laughs> See? Well. See? But I well. always think the Mae Young hand thing was one of those moments where it's like this is what this era is defined not defined by but this is one of the things like the Val Venus getting his penis chopped off at the end yeah. of Raw you I know like, that's um, one of those moments I like uh, McMahon getting beat to death with the with the bedpan was always a good yeah. one for me I yeah definitely, definitely definitely so after Adam Pierce did did he like start to, how did Colt Cabana really because that's the you know he you you've heard his name on the podcast have you gotten contact with him how did yeah, yeah. It, was it Adam Pierce who's kind of like shopping your work around i mean no uh it's you know like i i built myself up as you know like a legitimate person to talk to right in in wrestling Mm -hmm. you know like i learned all the ways that you're supposed to talk to the guys and not to Mm -hmm. yeah the special handshakes and which part of the country you do different handshakes right (laughs) all that kind of real research yeah Yeah. um and it's a small circle once you're in it so like word got to colt quickly you know and a lot of other People had seen the work and brought it to his attention. Uh, so he he was actually one of the backers on on uh, the or, original Kickstarter. He uh, got a nice big painting of Les Kellett, who was a 
British wrestler. Oh, okay, yeah. That he really patterns his style off of. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, becoming this artist that's well-known, and like you said, it's a small circle, has that got your interest in, like, in other avenues of pro wrestling? You know, we always sit here and we talk and we always go, hire us to be the writers because <laughs> we feel like we could write this easy. You know, has the... Uh, artwork kind of springboard into anything else have you become interested in becoming a writer or a man you know what i mean is there any other avenues that you want to do in pro wrestling i've learned enough to know that i don't want to do that (laughs) it's really hard work and i have a lot of respect for those guys and and i know that a lot of them wish that they were doing what i am so i I don't take it for granted at all i had heard a story and i don't know if it's true or not but i'd heard there was a in wrestling is definitely true. Well, this is about you. <laughs> uh, um, traveling to WrestleMania weekend, yeah. did you have a car accident or something and a bunch of paintings got ruined? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, was, if you don't want to talk no, about no. it, obviously you don't. It's, but. Uh, um, it was part of my uh, American tour that I okay. had over the summer. And, yeah, I was going to uh, WrestleCon, which is the same weekend yes. as WrestleMania. Right, okay. And I was three miles from the venue and I got T-boned by a semi. Oh, man. I'd driven the whole way there. Jeez. And, oh. uh, uh, like, and this was up in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, 60 paintings were destroyed. Um, how long? Like how a thousand long prints were destroyed. So how long of work was that for you, 60 paintings? I mean, like, Well, it was, you know, from like when I started in March of last year to so a year's worth. That's a big setback. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was massive. Like the first day I just like, Sat in the hotel you, room like, did yeah. You kick that guy's ass, man. Did you uh, like call some wrestlers? Like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, he, he was <laughs> like, uh, like the paradigm of Jersey dickheads. He, yeah. Are you serious? He had like the the red nose and his gut hanging out under oh, his shirt. Should have like, cut a promo on him. <laughs> I, I was standing there on the corner and he just looks over at me. He's like, Hey, it's just one of those fucking things that happens in life, man. <laughs> no, it does. No, it's no, not. It does not. I'm three miles from the damn venue. No, this but, isn't one of those things. But I mean, it really sucked. Uh, but the the EMTs and the police made a point of telling me separately that people don't survive that wreck. Oh, and wow. I got out with an actual just a scratch. Wow. Uh, so, you know, like, yeah, I went back to the hotel room and just kind of sat there like, what the fuck do I do? Because, like, Your WrestleCon, whole reason for being there is yeah, right. now, right? Like, yeah. WrestleCon's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. Better start painting. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but I, I contacted my printer here in town, okay. uh, Alpha Graphics, and they reprinted everything for free and overnighted it to me. Oh, wow. wow, that's great. So I went on to have my best-selling show. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then flew back, and then I had uh, a week to get ready for Cauliflower Alley in Las Vegas the next okay. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. next week. Uh, but, you know, I, I was able to build up enough inventory that i could go there and do that and there's, show there's probably no way to claim any insurance on that at all is there because there's no proof you had that yeah, yeah i didn't uh or that it's worth what you're right, telling yeah. them it's worth you right know? oh man that sucks well uh, go ahead but yeah i survived so that, and that's right good. Yeah, and we're that, glad you did yeah definitely because then you wouldn't be able to be on the smash announce table <laughs> <laughs> then what, you know then <laughs> it's not complete it's, it's right. all worthwhile yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for those of you, or for those of the people that aren't familiar with your work, how would you describe your your painting? You know, if, if I haven't seen what you're doing, how would you describe it to someone you know who's new to you? The the Champions Collection stuff, uh, there are larger format pieces. I do like the smallest that all goes two foot by two foot, mm-hmm. and my influences go back to my comic book roots, mm-hmm. but also I really got into 
uh, street art that's being done around the world, like not just like the Banksy stuff or like the big, right. you know, like tags or whatever, but, you know, like a lot of different types of work. And then also what's being done by a lot of contemporary portrait artists. I bring all, all, all those influences plus others. Kind of make your own. Yeah, into that. I really like, too, if I can just say, like, I looked at it, I was like, man, this stuff's really, it's unique. It's not like Definitely. paintings that I see around. I was like, yeah. this is a really cool. It's, it's something that I would like, especially if I had like a man cave, you mm-hmm. know, and like a Definitely. brown wrestling stuff up. I was like, man, I got to go yeah. get some I, paintings. Yeah. Oh, I always described your work, you know, once once I really became aware of you and to my non-wrestling fans, it, your work is really good because I, I don't feel like uh, embarrassed to show it off. You yeah. know what I mean? Because so much, you know, you, you yeah. know, the stigma of a pro uh-huh. wrestling fan. And That's it's so, the big thing of the project. Yeah, it's so difficult to be like, hey, this thing in pro wrestling, it's really cool. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. But with Ooh. your work, I'm like, check this out. And people who really aren't into wrestling are like, Wow, that's damn good, you know? Yeah, and I've got like a huge uh, buy-in approval from wives and girlfriends. Right. Or even husbands and, and boyfriends mm-hmm. that aren't into wrestling, like uh, the per- the person that buys it from you. And actually, like half of my clientele are women. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I-, I wouldn't doubt that. That's For whatever reason, women have the buying power now. Yeah. So oh, now yeah. I think you might have found this thing <laughs> that like, hey, it's a painting. Yeah. You can sell that to your wife. Like, right. look. It's a painting. I'm not asking to put up a picture. You're right. This gentleman has painted. It's an artiste. <laughs> this gentleman has painted fine, it. Fine, get your painting. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking at first it was going to be like a lot of man cave right. decoration, yeah, yeah. but a lot of them, it's hanging in the living room, like mm-hmm. a place of honor. Yeah. They are very nice yeah. artistic paintings. I mean, I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass, but I was actually impressed. I was like, man, because I saw you were like wanting to paint every one of Pro Wrestling Champions, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I like clicked the link, and I see the paintings, and I was like, Son of a bitch. Right, like, definitely. This guy's been a good painter. So Thank outside you. of that collection, what inspires you to paint someone? You know, you said how CM Punk was going up against the man and that kind of, you know, yeah. you resonated with that. But post CM Punk, what is it, who is it that you pick out and what's that reason? Is it just the guys that you like or what What are you looking for? Well, there's the Champions Collection, so that defines right, yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. But I also do uh, like warm up watercolors mm-hmm. with watercolor and ink and that's the stuff that you'll probably see me posting the most of because mm-hmm. i can do those a lot quicker okay. and i'll actually do several at a time uh so that i have something to post each day mm-hmm. uh but it's a combination of well one this is what i do full time mm-hmm. so yeah. i paint stuff that i know is going to sell yeah, yeah but but also i'm an artist so i paint what's interesting to me so you know like there was uh and then surprisingly a lot of times those things mesh up like the day i did the painting of the shock master yeah. <laughs> uh, i posted it and it was sold in a half hour wow <laughs> that's awesome and wow. the the gobbledygooker sold within an hour oh, man. i might want a gobbledygooker painting <laughs> above the table for thanksgiving i mean come on man. there you go there you, know? you go yeah <laughs> did you have something no i thought, oh. I thought you did I well know. i was gonna say so um the Mantar hasn't sold yet, amazingly. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought. I was pretty yeah. happy with that yeah. one. Yeah. Which Especially one? with, like, why are, why is he not with the Matadors yet? <laughs> right. True. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's... Yeah, he that still makes, wrestles. Does, does he really? He really? does, yeah. Like, in that gimmick, too? Or? Yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, what else are you going to book him for? Well, that's <laughs> true. Well, no, yeah. he's, a, he's a very nice guy. Is it you? Yeah. Oh, you actually know him? Uh, friends or, of friends. Right, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, of the ones you have done, you, you said you are proud of the... Uh, 
the one we were just speaking about. But which one do you personally like as far as like not really because it's, you know, the most money you got out of it. But which one do you go, man, that's that's the one I like a lot. Uh, my my champions collection portrait of Edge. I mm-hmm. killed it on that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I try not to like be too egotistical right. about it, but no, yeah. I killed yeah. it on yeah. that yeah. one. Well, yeah, yeah, even with wrestlers, you know, they can tell you their favorite match, you know, and yeah. that might, you know, they're not blowing smoke up their own ass. They're just saying, like, that one was it. So, yeah, the Edge one I did like a lot. I, I, and he I saw uses that. that for his Twitter profile now. Nice. Wow. Like, when you see that, does that, like, is it surreal to you to see like, well, a guy he, like Edge? Well, he followed me and messaged me first to ask if it was okay. Right. Nice. Like, of course. Like, yes, like, Edge, I don't okay. know, Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Adam. We'll have to talk about some royalties. Well, we've actually become <laughs> friends, which is the coolest thing, because uh, we met up in Waterloo, Iowa, for the Hall of Fame, which yeah. I've become oh, a, nice. a big yeah. part of. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he, he like there, there's a picture on my on my Facebook page of like him looking at all my paintings and like uh you know like it was george napolitano the famous wrestling yeah. photographer shot mm-hmm. it uh-huh. uh which how cool is that yeah, yeah. that's and, what i'm saying yeah. like you're just living this wrestler I'm, life and you're not wrestling <laughs> right. You know? right it's like this is awesome it doesn't hurt when i wake up <laughs> right <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> um so like we were saying you know all these people are getting to know you and you know it, it, i guess it would be a little surreal but going a little away from that I've seen you at local shows, you know, with mm-hmm. with your stuff. Is that, what's that experience like? Do do wrestling fans come up to you and kind of like geek out and mark out for you? I mean, how's that? Slowly, like I don't have any groupies yet. Like no one's sending yet. naked pictures yet. Yeah. Well, but, now that uh, you've been on this show, yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe one. I, I, hey. I, I hear that there are groupies on Facebook. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a few. T-Max got some stories. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, so at these wrestling shows, what, what's it like, you know, when the wrestling fans are kind of, you know, impressed by you? Because you're really just a wrestling fan as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's so neat. Um, like, like the Metro Pro wrestling shows here in town. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was doing those, like, uh, there were people that they would save up their paycheck. Mm-hmm. To to buy two or three paintings from me each month. Yeah. So like I'm always like, what do these people's rooms look like? Awesome, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah they, they have, have awesome rooms. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, for instance, at uh, Michael Strider's retirement match mm-hmm. with with Adam Pierce, when I was presenting the painting to Strider, and then uh, Adam Pierce, being Adam Pierce, ran out, grabbed the painting, and bashed it over. Strider's head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> well, how'd <laughs> well, you feel? for some people. Yeah, I know. That's true. Uh, but uh, um, they had intermission right after that, and it was the most surreal thing. The whole audience mm-hmm. uh, came to my table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I went to it too because I was at that match. Yeah. You know, because we we were speaking, we've interviewed him in the past for those who didn't know, and, and I became friends with them outside of pro wrestling. So I went to that just as a friend. But then when I saw your work, I was one of the ones that walked up because. You know, at, at a pro wrestling show, you get maybe, you know, you, your legends that'll, you know, go through and sign some autographs. But typically, you don't see artwork and artwork at your level. So that was definitely one thing I was like, this is a great added bonus. You yeah. know what I mean? It's something unique that you don't get at any other show. There's not another artist at the show in Waterloo, Iowa, for example. Right, so, yeah. yeah, I thought it was really cool. But Yeah, and, like, it's so neat. Like, at the, the Hall of Fame in Waterloo or at WrestleCon, I'll have lines of people. Yeah. Uh, or cool. like I, I do the the Make-A-Wish fundraiser art shows here in town whenever WWE comes in. 
And uh, there were people that drove three, four miles to come to the show that mm. weren't going to SmackDown. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, just... I, I can't wrap my head around that. Meanwhile, you got Zima Ion over there, like, trying to hand out glossy, you know, yeah. autographs. Like, here, you want this, don't you? Yeah, like, no, <laughs> and you're I like, don't. hey, look at me. I got well, hey, go ahead. Uh, so, Edge, uh, is you're saying you become friends. What's the upside on him having one more match, man? Is he talking to you about That's that? That's not going to happen. Damn it. No. no uh, his, yeah. It... it he would have kept going if he could have. Really? Yeah. But his neck's gone. And yeah, then he's discovered, you know, like work, working on Haven, like yeah. it's less physically demanding. It, it takes up actually as much or more of his time. But, yeah. uh, uh, I, I heard he said one of the weirdest things getting used to was coming in a room and not having theme music. <laughs> I heard he was like, it's really weird that yeah. there's not music announcing my entrance. Well, anymore. I like that aspect, actually. Going away from, you know, what we're talking about now, but the retirement thing, I like that, you know, when Shawn Michaels retires, he's retired. God, when yeah. Edge retires, he's retired. Because, unfortunately, like the Ric Flair, you know, I'm retired. Well, I go to TNA, and now I have a couple months of matches and stuff like that. Now I'll do independent bookings. Well, you're not really retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually like the I'm retired Hopefully it adds legitimacy to it. You know what I mean? I, I think Sean's got one more match. You do? Yeah. You think? Yeah. This I, I, year? Huh? Do you think it could be this year because it it's be. 30? It could be. He 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 retired because his kids got to the age where it was important that he was there mm-hmm. with them. Definitely. They're older now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it may be okay hey, for man, him to I, be involved in something. I'd buy it for a dollar. Yeah. I mean... Maybe even fifty. <laughs> yeah, I thought for fifty to one dollar. I thought for a lot more. Yeah. Shawn Michaels won the best. Yeah, I, I was uh, actually at the the Ric Flair quote retirement match against Shawn Michaels at twenty four. Wow. Oh yeah, God, that was wow. cool. And yeah. then Edge against Undertaker, yep. where they actually yes. tore the house down. And that was it, the, in my opinion, and not just because I am an Edge fan, that was one of the coolest entrances at WrestleMania for Edge. Yeah. Ever. I mean, just the fireworks. You could see his hands shaking. You could understand, like, okay, yes, he's Edge, this character, main event guy, but Adam mm-hmm. is getting pumped about this. He's and that's, yeah, yeah. Right and now. that yeah. made me, like, hell yeah, I'm into this match. Even before the bell rang, I was already into it because of just his reaction, the fireworks, and all of it. Cool thing about him is that he's so humble. Yeah, yeah. great. He, he's just a guy. Right. Good. Which yeah, is so awesome. Because, awesome. like, at the, the Waterloo show, um, like, Last year, I had become friends with Jim Ross and Jerry Briscoe, and uh, um, just man. you know, you know, Jim Ross. And we, and we, we stayed like, in touch since I'm then. Feeling bad about my life. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> and uh, so after the the wrestling show that they have on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, everyone stays at the same hotel there, and there's a hotel bar. Uh, but I was with the wife, and I was wore out, and I didn't want to be the guy like trying to get the wrestling legends' attention, right? Mm-hmm. So I went in and got my beer, and I go up the elevator with the wife and just sat down and knocking back the beer. If, and I, if I can jump in real quick, I know my wife loves it when I call her the wife. <laughs> oh man. And cause I do it all the time oh, yeah. and she loves it. Let me tell you, man, that goes over really great. But you were saying mine actually does. Uh, <laughs> um, as soon as I sit down and start, you know, taking a pull off the beer, my phone rings. I look down and it's Jerry Briscoe and he's like, now Rob, well, we saw you going up in that elevator. And, yeah, that was just so you could put the wife in the room and then come back down, right? And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, right, sir. Of yeah. course. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, and so, like, you know, there's like all the because they do a WWE tryout there. That's why Jerry and Jim okay, are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's like all these guys trying to get their attention, and you know, deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're there for. That's what you know they actually pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then you know, there's all the fans too, which yeah. you know, hound dogs, whatever and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there, you know, there's always like the the autograph eBay guys yeah, and the Facebook groupies. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I walk in and and I you know just like wave at them, hey guys, and they pull over a chair for their table, right? And like, it's not lost on me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're just like, what table I'm sitting down right. at. Act cool. Act cool. <laughs> right. And, and so, yeah, it's like Jim and Jerry and, and Edge. And, uh, yeah, we just, like, talked about art and, like, Damn. Pearl Jam and the Eagles and, and wow. uh, you know, like, them talking about meeting those guys. and just kicking it with some legends. And, and you know, they were talking about, like, how awestruck they were. And, you know, it made me feel a little more wow. at ease that, yeah. like, they're just guys, too. Right. They just happen to be guys that are way recognizable. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, with, you know, going back and kind of, you know, your life as far as an artist, you know, the holidays are coming up. Are you getting more requests to do wrestlers because it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, yeah. you know, the holidays? Yeah. And how do you balance, you know, your regular workload of doing your championships collection, things that inspire you? And now, hey, I'll give you X amount of dollars, do this special painting of, you know, Randy Savage. How do you d- deal and handle all of that? Uh, you know, I always ask the people up front, like, is this a holiday gift? Mm-hmm. So I'll make a point to get right. it done in time that it can yeah, ship right. to them and so they can get it framed or whatever. Uh, I, uh, But otherwise, I tell people, like, hey, it can be a few months. Right. You know, yeah, I, yeah. there's other people that ordered in front of you. It would be, you know, you want me to treat you well. I need to treat them well, too. Exactly. Right. That's what you expect yeah. from right. me. Uh, and then also, yeah, like. If I have someone come up and say, hey, I'm going to pay you $4,000 for something, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Course, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, Hold like, on, sir. Back of the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like if someone comes to me like that they need something done right away mm-hmm. and it's uh, bluntly a higher profile thing, I'm probably sure. going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not a knock on the people that, that have paid for the commission. It's just. I'm a businessman, and that's how I got to yeah. do it. What's, yeah. what's the weirdest request you've gotten? What's, is there been anything that made you be like, you really want me to paint that? Yeah, I mean, that like, guy, Gilbert? Even, really? not even, <laughs> even if it's not even wrestling, has there been something where somebody's like, I really want you to paint this, and you're kind of like, all right, man. But People that say, man, I love your work. I really get where you're coming from. Can you paint my baby? Yeah, and like I work high contrast, mm-hmm. so like all the babies come out looking like Rosemary's yeah, baby, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. That's true, I'm thinking of what his paintings look like yeah, right yeah. now, I just picture a baby, yeah, like, no, doesn't fit, put doesn't that one back fit. in, right, <laughs> and uh, I hope the guy's not listening to this, but this was the weirdest Everybody one Everybody listens to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh. Asked for a portrait of him, which, you know, I get those, and I always say, send me your picture first. Sure. Right, right, right yeah. Uh, uh, but it was his, like, character that he had built for a video game. Okay. Right? Okay. And I'm right. like, I, you know, I asked my studio man, like, what do I do with this? He's like, do it, man. You're going to tell this story for a long time. Just paint it. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> so, do it. Yeah. So I did. And it, it, you know, it was like that weird uncanny valley kind of thing. Yeah. Because how do you, it's already a, right. like a, a created image. It's not lifelike. So yeah, how do yeah. you so, then? Like I tried to bring as much energy to it with, you know, like the, the paint as I could. And I give it to him. And he's like, oh, man, thank you so much. Uh, my mom's really wanted a picture of me, and so I gave this to her. <laughs> that is awesome. That definitely fits the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and awesome. she has it hanging up. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, T-Mac, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, you know, hey, there's just some things I need in life, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't – do you have more questions before we Well, just we real our... quick, you know, yeah. for the people who, like I said, who are new to you, how do, how do they yeah. see your stuff? You know, what, where can they contact you if they want a picture of a baby, you know? Sure. Uh, I turn those down. But uh, – <laughs> uh, Video game babies. Video yeah. game baby. Yeah, that's the next. Uh uh, my website is robshamburger.com. I have the best last name for podcasts and radio. Sure, yeah. It's, uh, so maybe spell that. Yeah, it's R O B S C H A M B E R G E R dot com. Uh, at Rob Schamberger on Twitter, yep. Facebook.com slash Rob Schamberger, uh, at Rob Schamberger on Instagram, wherever you're at, I'm at. If anybody buys a painting and they tell you they heard about you on the Spanish announce table, let us know because we've been trying to get people to send us a dollar. All we want from them is a dollar, and nobody sent us a, a damn, damn dollar. dollar yeah. So if you get somebody that tells you, hey, I heard about you on the Spanish announcement, but I want to buy a painting, you let us know because we want to find that. Yeah. Ask effort. for more than a dollar. Uh, okay. Okay, are you familiar uh, with the artist David Cho? I've heard the name. He's yeah. the guy that um, uh, a, a longtime client of his asked him, hey, I'm part of this internet startup. Can you paint murals all over the walls of our office? And he's like, okay. And so he does it, and they're like, okay, we'll either pay you $50,000 for all the work you did, because it was a big office, mm-hmm. yeah. or we'll give you that amount in stock. And he's like, internet startup, and this was yeah, like, yeah. you know, after the bubble had burst. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's like, I'll take stock. And the company turned out to be Facebook. Oh, wow. wow. And so he had, at the start, $50,000 worth of stock. So when they went public, uh-huh. he made... Uh, minimum half a billion dollars. Oh my lord! So he's the highest paid artist in human history, right? He was already a millionaire before that, though, oh. because he decided, like, I'm tired of being a starving, struggling artist. Right. And at, around he was popular, but he was working hard all the time. Yeah. And uh, um, a British. Uh, dealer that they actually like do Banksy stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they asked him, hey, will you do a show here? And he was thinking logistically, like, I work really big. It'd be really expensive to ship all that over there. And he's like, okay, I'll do it, but it's going to be a million dollars a piece. And the dealer's like, okay. Wow. And so he sold all 30 paintings. So we're what? not asking enough. <laughs> so send us a hundred dollars. Yeah, send us a hundred dollars. The, the whole thing is, is there's all these rich people out there that all they want is what they're told they can't have. Right. Yes. Yeah. So all yeah. you all you need is one person. Yeah. Yes. To put in a lot of money. There you go. Right. So so any millionaires listening or yeah, mob jockey, <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Mob jockey, you need to send us a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> right now. Well, let's cut into break here. We're gonna come back and do our uh, our one of our favorite interview segments. Is Cinco Preguntas. I kind of gave you a little I'm stoked. heads up on this, but this should be fun. But that's when we come back to the Spanish announce table. Have you painted this guy yet? Twice. Twice? Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's yeah. good. Well, we'll come back on the Trending Topics Network in just a bit. Back with Rob Schamberger. What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about Kayfabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indie Report, I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling, from AIW to Prime Wrestling, and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. 
And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about what is going on in football and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching Kfabe Sports Radio. And while you're at kfabesports.com, be sure to check out the links for Kfabe Sports Radio, Ohio Indy Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indy Report and NFL Easy Picks on Kfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. Played him on the uh, video game yet? Uh, I haven't downloaded him yet because I've been in the 30 years of WrestleMania, so right. I beat him. Or no, I was him and I beat Hogan. Uh, but that's oh, all. That I had to kill you. I hated it. Oh yeah, man. actually, you don't get the choice of which one. No, you, you have, have to, to be. The, oh. Yeah, you have to do what they say. And I actually, I lost on purpose the first time just to see <laughs> Hogan win. Yeah, I didn't like it. Dude, this that. guy cried. Huh. That okay, uh, hold uh, on. Uh, it wasn't like I was in my 20s. Right, exactly. I was, I was, yeah. You're like 19. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wasn't in my 20s right. for yeah. a couple days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I cried because at the time, you know, it'd be like yeah. Cena losing now. That's the age I was, you know, however old. I think I was 9, maybe 10, something like that. So, yeah. Screw you. Of course I so cried. So it's still kind of wimpy for you to cry over. No way. Yeah. Hey, I didn't do it in Amen. front of people. I did it by myself. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Went to bed that night, cried yourself oh, to sleep. Yep, and, 100%. <laughs> uh, I was just kind of, I was a Hulk Hogan mark then too. And I mean, I liked Warrior, but I was like, no way, man. Hogan's going to win. And I didn't know what happened. And I came back to school and somebody's like, hey, man, do you remember Ultimate Warrior one? And I was like, no! Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit! <laughs> and I was angry, man. Yeah. I was mad. What about you, since we're talking about the match? What about you, Rob? Um, I wasn't actually watching well, right, at the but, time, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you agree with the decision to give the the ball? I guess you could say to Ultimate Warrior. Um, I, I, it's one of those things like, like the whole thing with with Ric Flair and that 2K panel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Did no one like realize no. who they were doing business with? Right, yeah, like right. The guy was always crazy, you know. Yeah. I mean? Like, like you knew he was crazy. Yeah. And he like shook Vince McMahon down for money right before a pay-per-view. Like, SummerSlam. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you gotta know this is insane. what you're dealing with. There's a, a big debate now going on, too. Hall of Fame. Do you put Warrior in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah, of course. Do you make him a headliner? No. no. See, no. I agree with you guys completely. But I think you put him... I think this year we're probably gonna see Savage and Owen, and I would see them being above... Oh Warrior. yeah, God, I would think you'd For split importance. those guys and make each of those headliners, but jeez, mm-hmm. I don't know. With well, Owen, you run class, that risk of making it look like you're just doing it because right. of well, but last year's class, I think last year's class of wrestle uh, of Hall of Fame, that's the best ever because yeah. Bruno's in it. Bruno San Martino, Trish Stratus, who's yeah. the greatest, you know, female Mick Foley. I thought uh, damn near everyone could have been the headliner. Yeah, I was kind of like, why are you guys? And yeah. I thought about this too. I said, man, if they're doing five, six, seven a year, at what point are they going to run out of options? Because Every year, I can't look at, at the roster every year and find five or six, seven different people mm-hmm. to put in the Hall of Fame. At some point, you're going to catch up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with your history. But I, what I do like what they're doing is, you know, like guys like Jake the Snake Roberts, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's not yet. And really, you don't hear his name. True. So I think they're saving those mid card 
popular wrestlers for oh crap what do we do now yeah we ain't got yeah, yeah. i got i got rick rude you know what Tom. i mean yeah Hunk let's Tom. Go. Come on. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So. yeah well let's get into uh one of our favorite segments definitely we always like to do it's called no it's called the, i'm not running the board properly <laughs> yeah, is that's what, it's, what called. it's called so let me uh i haven't that. heard of that yeah, yeah you haven't yeah. heard that well we've heard it's not the one you told me <laughs> we've heard of that a lot <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's actually called this she sounded foxy. I know. That's exactly what I said. I'm so glad. Here he, you go. Reveal. He asked me the very first time. He says, man. Actually, we're interviewing Justin Appleberry, Michael, uh-huh. Michael Strider. And he says, man, who's that girl? And I was like, oh, that's uh, Google Translate. I just, uh-huh. <laughs> I just recorded off of Google yeah. Translate. But yeah, she does sound hot. Yeah, man. she sounds good. Google's got me a little, man, got a little frisky <laughs> going on here. Yeah, I'll give you her number. Okay. <laughs> All right, Rob Schamberger. I'll Google her. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. <laughs> Rob Schamberger, artiste to the professional wrestling stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be your new. You can use that. WWE uh, calls me painter of champions. So does I'll, it I'll really? That yeah. That's How freaking cooler. cool is that, man? <laughs> That's cool. Really WWE has a title for you. <laughs> And you're not taking bumps. Like, that is so awesome. So someday you're going to be in the WWE Hall yeah. of Fame. Possibly. It's yes. Possible. You're going to have to paint yourself. I'm already uh, I'm already on permanent exhibit in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. It's wow. just a matter of time. Man. Right? Bless America. And we're doing a podcast. I know. Man. God. I, I knew in art class that should have like, paid attention. Should've should've. Paid. I always wanted to do the Hulk Hogan, but I never had the guts. Now, you know, whatever. God. You probably suck at it. Yeah, um, of course. Gonna... I can't even do stick figures good. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. not. Me either. Mm-mm. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. We've That's got why these... I had to start doing them with how they look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, like, yeah. man, the stick figure was just too rough for me. Right, yeah, actually, I'm so good yeah. that I couldn't dial it back. Yeah. No. So these five questions we ask all of our guests. So uh, the first one, your favorite wrestler of all time. Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody. Yes. Nice. See, we typically ask this question, and we get Shawn Mi- Michaels or no. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels, yeah. Ric Flair. We get actually Martin Thomas. Uh, do you know who Martin Thomas is? He was, he's been a ref in the Midwest for a while. Oh, yeah. He said uh, Arn Anderson, which mm-hmm. I thought was a great original yeah. answer. But Bruiser Brody yeah. was awesome. Which is interesting, too, because you said you came on as a fan in 98. So this is not Bruiser Brody's you know, time in the sun. Yeah. So how no, does it's this all from about? the research. Nice. Well, one thing I wanted to get uh, ask you before we go any farther, you know, doing all this research, have you became almost like an historian? You know, you're so good at uh, the artwork, but could you really, you know, sit down and go, oh, I could tell you the storyline. Could you between... write the encyclopedia? No, oh, the, I mean? the, the nerds like to make a point of letting me know that I'm not a historian. Because <laughs> like I'll put the little mini bio with mm-hmm. with the guys in the right. Champions Collection, and it's always like I always read it in like you know comic book guy Actually, voice. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That is not when Ron Simmons debuted. Oh, right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But Bruiser Brody, that's a great one. I always yes. with Bruiser Brody, the guy, the the one on thing I always think of with him, besides unfortunately how his yeah. life ended, is Abdullah the Butcher. Mm. I put those two guys like yeah. the same kind of you know Rock Austin. I do that. In, what you uh, need to look up is mm. his work with Stan Hansen in Japan. Really? It's, yeah. It's the bomb diggity. Really? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I also like it. Sticks out to me too that uh, Mick Foley said he's like. He goes, it's not that, so much that I took my, you know, modeled my style to Bruiser Brody as much as I just straight stole it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If you look at the old world class stuff with, with Abby, mm-hmm. you know, like that is the proto 
McFoley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So for the second uh, question we have, your favorite match of all time? Jeez. Um, you know, it, it changes all the time. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like where I'm at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what mood I'm in. Probably like one of the the broadways between Flair and Steamboat. Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, that's choice. hard to beat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the submission match between Stone Cold and Bret Hart oh, yes. with the the, the yeah. classic double turn mm-hmm. yes. where yeah. where Austin passed out blood, with all the yeah. blood and everything. I mean, and that was just a technical masterpiece. Sure, right? yeah, I mean, yeah, two absolutely. of the best ever. Yep. Um, and you forget about Ken Shamrock was the referee yeah. in that too. <laughs> uh, I, I always think that's funny because uh, the, the MMA <laughs> aspect of it. And, you know? uh, one of the um, best matches of all time, and some guy that they wanted to be some star, you know. Uh, Flair and Race from the first Starcade. Uh, yes. yes, that's one we haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends on what mood I'm in at the time. Well, sure, I mean, and that's true when you when you've seen so many. And and even like, recently, uh, Punk and Cena at uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. In no. Chicago, and that, that crowd, crowd reaction oh. still gets me. Mm-hmm. I watched it back the next day. I. Downloaded it. Com- I still com- have it. Completely <laughs> legally, I downloaded this thing to my computer, and I was watching it uh, on lunch break. I went out to my car, and I just fast-forwarded to that match, and the crowd was giving me chills as I'm watching it on my like laptop in my car. I was like, this yep. is amazing. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, also, like, uh, one that I keep going back to is uh, Mike Awesome and... Oh my God! They got his oh, opponent. The the Japanese. To, uh, yeah, at the uh, the ECW one night stand. Yeah, talking about. yeah, yes, where yeah. they just literally beat the shit out. of And it was other. a decade long feud that mm-hmm. they ended there with like, if you didn't watch ECW where they're working Japan, it was without context. Yeah. Didn't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I discovered all that after I watched mm-hmm. the yeah. match. Yeah. You, know? yeah would... you gotta know that that's good when you're like you had no st- you didn't necessarily know the storyline or mm-hmm. whatever. But and you Mike Austin was it. so rich. From going to WCW as the ECW champion, yeah. he never had to work again. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do that, but it was it was uh, their dedication to the storyline that they those two had built up mm-hmm. yeah. across the world, yeah. and oh, to finish it. I wish that I was could cool. Get so rich that I'm like, I don't have to work, but I want to do. Yeah. This. One you know? thing about Damn. that match that I always think of because I I think of that match a lot as far as getting my non-wrestling fans into it as far as, you know, the, the one thing that I always hear from, you know, the, the mainstream. Masato t- Tanaka. Yeah, that's yes, it. Yeah, that's Masato it. Tanaka. It's like, it's fake. And that's one of the matches I bring up. Oh, you think it's fake? Watch yeah. these two guys. Can't fake gravity. Right, exactly. Can't <laughs> yeah. fake gravity. But one thing I always think of with that match is Joey Styles. How you mentioned he went to WCW as ECW champ. Man, Joey Styles just ran into Mike Awesome. He was just, oh, yeah. this son of a bitch. And, you know, Joey Styles is not not the you know most colorful yeah, language no. as far as going after someone and he just laid into him in that match yeah. which kind of a, a little bit for me took a, took away from the match because now I'm listening to Joey Styles shit on Mike Awesome instead of <laughs> yeah, watching yeah. the match but yeah the match is amazing but even that made me go back and dig yeah. into the history like well what was yeah, all this yeah, about right. that? and yeah. he came in as like a disco guy remember that in WCW yeah. God that was so <laughs> stupid oh, okay anyhow. All right, this one, and so we're typically talking to wrestlers and, and we had a referee, so this one might be a little bit of a different answer coming 
from you and your line My of work. My favorite match that I've been in? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us that. Um, no, biggest influence. I am the bedroom champion. Are you the bedroom champion? <laughs> yeah. No, sir. I, I do take custom matches. I think this is disputed. We're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to sort this one out because I'm laying Have you claim. discovered the world of custom matches? <laughs> the world of custom matches? Are you familiar with this? No. No. Oh. Tell, I, I'm about to ruin you guys here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So it scares it, me a little bit. It's largely with women, mm-hmm. but there are some men's custom matches too. What it is is guys, it's always guys, pay uh, oh, yeah. for uh-huh. a match, and you say, like, what moves the person's going to do. Normally the women are in bikinis. Right, right. Yes. Right. I didn't yeah. realize it was that term, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have heard of that. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and every now and then, like, there are people that are on main rosters right now that have done custom matches that it's a different world. I'm, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm the sure. champion of it. <laughs> you well, you might be the champion of that. Right. No, your biggest influence. So this could be yeah, either I mean, from the art. Painting or the wrestling. Yeah, what yeah. do you consider your biggest influence for what you do? Uh, for what I do. In the wrestling world, I'd probably, again, fall with Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Because he cut his own path. Yeah. And he true. was his own boss. And, and I, that's why... That's what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, that's why, like, Frank Goodish, the man, like, really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, artistically, my influences are all across the board. Um, and, and, like, every morning I'll, you know, look through a bunch of different art sites to sure. kind of get the, the juices going. Um, so... If I were to start listing off influences there, <laughs> right, I'd, right, I'd yeah. be leaving someone out. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, how, how often do you, you know, you said you every morning you look at it. How much time do you spend looking at other art to inspire you? Half an hour or so. Wow. Man, yeah. and I'm just looking at porn. <laughs> yeah. guy, that's why he's successful. Right. That's in the afternoon. And I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> no, you still make time for the porn. Well, I'm mean, well, right, waiting yeah. for one to dry to start working on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, the porn or the? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, next okay. Question. So, you know, as you you said, you're in the inner circle of pro wrestling, so you obviously know the pro wrestling terms. So, what's your favorite pro wrestling term? You know, jobber or heel, babyface. What's what's your favorite one that you hear? Um, for some reason, the one that like sticks to me is especially back when they would call their own match, or now like when the referee gives the signal to the guys to say go home, meaning. Finish right, up, yeah, right, you know, right. get your shit in, finish the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a great story about going home with Andre the Giant, you know, because oh. like, with everything, there's always a great Andre story. Of course. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over in Japan. I forget who his uh, opponent was. It was a Japanese guy. Let's say Antonio Inoki. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can see the referee say, go home to andre and andre just keeps slapping the shit out of the guy right, <laughs> right. and and the the ref like gets up to him again he's like go home andre and andre turns to him and he's like i'll go home when i want to <laughs> <laughs> was he like taz make me yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah with andre what are you gonna do you know yeah, what would you, yeah. what would you, no i'm telling you no no this andre will, yeah you andre. shake your, your finger yeah. at him andre and that was the big thing with wrestlemania 3 is that Andre wouldn't lay down for some people. Yeah, they right. didn't know that he was going right. to. I think Hogan even went, said, like, to this day, I wasn't sure he was going to. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. he wanted to sit up, you don't stop it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're not going like to actually the, cover and hold him down. Yeah. What are you going to do? And, and that's something I wish that they would kind of get across with Big Show. It's like, yeah. he's the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. But what worked so well with Andre, and that actually made 
WWWF was that Andre, when they just booked him in the same territory all the time, yeah. he wasn't special anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you know, he was a touring attraction. Yes. Uh, so like that's a tough thing for them to work with with Big Show is that eventually he's just another guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's why they have to like take him off the shelf for a while. Yeah, bring we've him seen back. him. You know, you're yeah. kind of yeah. like, okay, yeah, Big right. Show again. Now they're gonna have him go out and smile and glad hand again. You know, it's like right. one of those things where they've got to kind of go through the stupid hat on again or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. he's gonna cry. <laughs> that skull cap. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna wear a skull cap and he's gonna cry. Yeah, jeez. Way to go, giant. <laughs> All right, this is our fifth and final pregunta. Okay. I still don't know if that's the right way to Let's just say, say this. Let's yeah. just say this. <clears throat> this one's more of a thought experiment, okay? All right. So right now, we're sitting in a creative meeting. I wish I was a creative person. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so we're sitting in a creative meeting, and we're about to book you in your next big feud. This one's going to take you to the top, all right? Okay. Your next big feud with T-Mac. Okay. What's the storyline? Well, first, I do need to know what is your intro music and how do you come out to the ring? Okay, well, for so I'm sure far, it's like original AJ Lee music is what I'm feeling. <laughs> AJ, I'll go with AJ Styles. Okay, because I'm such a big AJ Styles yeah, fan. Yeah. Okay. I would say I am. I am. You are. You are. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very original lyrics. Okay. He is what he is. That's all that he is. <laughs> or he's the no one. No yes. one. But now he does it for the fans. Yes. Anyhow, no uh, one but the fans. No one but the fans. Uh, okay, so my entrance music, uh, I'm going to be Dolph Ziggler-ish. I'm going to be showing Show off. off. I'm going to, you know, put Hype my Hype up music. Yeah, kinda. I'm going to put my hand out as I'm walking out, put my hand out to a kid and then yeah, move the, it away. Uh, I'm, I'm the arrogant. Slick your hair back right, instead. I'm the arrogant jerk. Okay. Let's say that. Yeah, I'm, okay. that, I'm that guy. Randy Orton and Evolution-esque. That's where yeah, I'm Okay, be. all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're going to play the part of the heel. I like to. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's the heel in my world, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Jesus. Not the only one, okay? <laughs> so what's our are we already in the feud or we're No, this the is feud yeah, now? like like what's what's the storyline arc gonna be here? What's okay. and how's it how how are you gonna how are you gonna end this? Are you gonna put him over? Are you gonna go over? What what causes this feud? Give what causes a, the feud and how does the feud end? Okay, yeah. well I think the feud probably starts because you wanna get in on the whole wrestling art thing and you put out all these pieces and they're where terrible like, no they're great <laughs> oh they're, they're great, great even and oh. everyone's like no i've seen this guy draw before and he can't even do stick figures yeah. <laughs> how's this happening and, yeah. and i'm like he's faking he's paying someone else to paint it mm-hmm. right? right and then finally i can't stand it anymore and i bash one of the paintings over your head yes right yes <laughs> yes yes i'm loving the story <laughs> and uh <laughs> Um, and people think that's where it ends, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, that's just what starts it, right? Okay. You're like, this guy embarrassed me. Oh yeah, this is going to mania, right. by the way. Yeah. So right. yeah, we gotta sell this big. So you know, like, let's say a month later at the next pay per view, uh, he gets his comeback at me, yeah, uh-huh. and and actually destroys an original oh. painting. And so the crowd's really hot for that, right? And then, like, you know, like, beats me pretty good. Yeah. Right? Because he's an asshole. You know, really building heat there. So, like, it really gets the crowd behind me. And that's where it ends. No. No, no, no. That's how we we make it a WrestleMania. You've got to have that emotion in there. Right. Yeah. And, And so then they keep us separated until WrestleMania. We'll cut promos on each other. 
but we won't sit in the get in the ring. We won't be in the same room. Ooh, kind of okay. like Taz and Sabu leading to the ECW. Exactly first one. like that. Yeah. Like building, that yeah. building that tension. Just building that tension. Yeah. You know, like when uh, uh, was it the Midnight Express? Was it was it Midnight Express that beat up the Rockers so bad in the AWA? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. And then they kept them separated for like a year. Right. Yes. And then they had the bloodiest match ever. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Um, be that kind of thing. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. like, I want to see him. I want to see him get some color. I want to y- see. You this. know, like you're going to be dominating <laughs> in your matches, and right. I'll be doing the same. And then finally, like a month before WrestleMania, uh, I'll. Uh, um, no, you're gonna run in on one of my matches and stop me from from a big victory. Okay. The the everyone you is hit thinking the final stroke. I can just imagine. Well, everyone's like gonna your... think that that is my WrestleMania storyline. Yeah, yeah. Whoever I'm facing, and you screw me out of it, I'm yeah. no longer in the contendership gotcha. or whatever, yes. right? And then it's a hot story between the two of us, and uh, uh, then we have our match there, and I think it'll involve like getting. We're gonna. I'm gonna cut a promo on you about like you think you know what getting color in a, a wrestling match is. I'm the master of color. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, then uh, you know we have a good you know twenty thirty minute match, which is a lot of real estate for WrestleMania. Yeah, but right. come on, we've got the hottest personal course, story going. Of course. Yeah. And uh, um, we'd have to have something where like you know like. There's paint yeah, around like there, right? Paint in your eyes. Yeah. And, and you know, we like do some sort of thing where you're like you're you're embarrassed, mm-hmm. covered in paint, and you have to like run away by the end of the match. So you go over. Oh, totally. It's of course. Me. Damn it. Can someone <laughs> come up with? I think Martin Thomas said I. I Strider put you over. Yeah, Strider put me over, but that was it. Just well, Strider will put everyone over. Right. Yeah, just because he's a professional. Yeah. 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 He did not want to. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it for what's best for business. Very true. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, well, that, I like it. That I was love really, that, that story. Was very that detailed. Was great. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, and it was very unique to you. This wasn't mm. some generic like. Yeah. Oh well, you know, he came and he stole my girl and, and I beat <laughs> right. his ass. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. No, this is. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was. Cinco preguntas. It worked this time. Good for you. Know, like that, good huh? for you. Lady Google is so foxy. Uh, yes. Sounds hot. And yeah. I like that name that you just gave her, Lady Google. Lady Google. <laughs> it's way better than Lady Tappa. <laughs> right. Way better than oh, that. Man. Rob but. Schamberger. Check it out, robschamberger.com. Mm-hmm. Order a painting and send us a dollar. A hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah, send yeah, us a hundred dollars. Yeah. But uh, do you have any any parting words? Anything? I mean, I think you pretty much got out of your plugs. But is there anything else you want to? Uh, I would say uh, coming up on the Black Friday Cyber Monday time, you'd oh. really want to check out my site. Okay. It'd really be uh, of interest to you if you want to get unique things uh, for either yourself or for someone that you know, or your, for both. Your Facebook stalker or whatever you want. Right, right. Yeah. Why and, man, and come on. <laughs> anyone that wants to send naked pictures to me, I'm waiting. Yeah. You'll be the first. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Yeah, Miz. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, this has been great, man. I really appreciate you coming yeah, on. It's been unique, too. Definitely. It's, it's outside. really unique. And one thing I'm really impressed by you is, you know, you started in 98, and just your knowledge of just all yeah. of wrestling is so impressive yeah. to me. Most because, fans that just started in the Attitude Era, you don't get that typical of a yeah. just a huge knowledge base. Yeah. Because like so, I could go for an hour about Frank Gotch. See, and that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. 
thank you so much again for being on the show. It's, it was great. We're definitely going to have to have you on again, you know. Sure. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank no. you, guys. Yeah, no, we're going to cut out. We're going to get back to our emails when we come back. We, we got, got emails. We got our standard two emailers, so we'll get that. We'll do that on the uh, Trending Topics Network for the Spanish Announce Table. On TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. See, I'm getting you trained up here. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm learning. Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at ShoppersHideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. ShoppersHideout.com. At ShoppersHideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more from superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to ShoppersHideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shop at ShoppersHideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. ShoppersHideout.com. Hello, ladies, to the Spanish announce table. Come sit down, sit on down, have a drink or two. Or ten. Relax while we get into the show. Yeah, I need to get some kind of gig doing that whole... Ladies, tonight, come on down for ladies night at the... At the Whatever club you want to say, <laughs> fill in your own. You didn't finish that strong, but I yeah, like the well, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have a script. I need a script. <laughs> emails. You ready for some emails? I am. Our standard two contributors. Thank you, Cataclysmic and the Mop Jockey, Mop Jizzle. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Cataclysmic says, "Hey yo." Mm-hmm. So. Paul Heyman returned on Raw this week, and he said he will be back with a vengeance. I'm guessing the vengeance will be in the form of Brock Lesnar, but I don't want to see Lesnar versus Punk at Mania, even though I love their match at SummerSlam. Could it possibly be Lesnar versus Ryback, now that Heyman is blaming Ryback for what happened at Hell in a Cell? Thoughts, guys? Also, I'm super excited for T-Max WIR debut. I was it's coming. He says, I was wondering whether you would become a contributor to the AllWrestling.com Week in Review. It's cheap, coming. Cheap pop, you wrote Yes. He <laughs> says, I'll check in next week. Kata! Out. Love it. Kata, um, you want to start with this here? You well, think uh, it's going to be Lesnar Punk again at Mania? Or? No. And remember, if you listen back a couple episodes ago, I called this. I called mm-hmm. Ryback versus Brock Lesnar. I didn't think it would be uh, Babyface... Uh, Ryback heel Lesnar. Mm. I thought it would be babyface Lesnar heel Ryback with Paul Heyman on the side of Ryback because right. we have yet to see in recent memory. Obviously, uh, Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar to cost him the championship against uh, Big Show, but that was in 2003. We haven't seen that in recent memory, so I think it would be a fresh 
fun thing to do again with Brock Lesnar going up against Paul Heyman. You know, s- similar to the Punk thing, but with a different attitude, different mm, yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think the uh, obvious choice since Brock Lesnar will not be doing a match with The Rock is Ryback. Now that could easily change because I've been reading that they're still working on Ryback Goldberg, mm-hmm. which I, I'd rather watch, I guess. And with, although I don't, you know, Goldberg just kind of, I kind of just don't the, like Goldberg. Yeah, but it's that it's the oh cool factor, you know, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Maybe that'll finally shut up the chance. And right. Here's the thing. So help me God, if they book Goldberg Ryback and they fucking have Ryback do the job, I'm gonna lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Don't hold yeah, your they breath. put Goldberg over in that match. So I think then you just absolutely pigeonhole yeah, those chants on him right, forever. Forever. Uh, so I think uh, they want. I think they want Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, Goldberg, uh, Ryback. Yeah. But this, I think, since talks really haven't developed, this is the next best thing. Fallback. Ryback, kind of Goldberg. Yeah. I think I agree uh, Ryback, uh, Lesnar. I think I agree with all that. Thank you. And your WIR debut is... is coming soon. You know, I'm still thinking about it. I've because you don't you you want to go in strong. Yes. I can't just go. Hey, it's T Mac. Hey. I think Cena sucks. Hey, what's up, guys? This is T Mac. Let me tell you a few things about myself. That's how I made that mistake coming in. So my first call was probably crappy. If I'd mm-hmm. have to go back and pull it out of the archives, but uh, yeah. It, uh, I'm sure it was crap. I, so, I recorded it like on my iPhone. Right. Yeah. 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 So I got to come with something good. And uh, because of that, my my debut is delayed just a little bit, but we'll be coming. Because you're scared. I am. I am scared. <laughs> I really am. Okay. You guys are amazing what you guys do over there. And I'm just spewing bullshit over here. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, I'm nervous, but it will be coming. I will tell you this. It will come before, I guarantee this, it will come before Royal Rumble. Oh, nice. So there's my deadline. I'm a week before Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted here. I know you keep the, watching these damn Jayhawks and Duke Blue Devils. I uh, am watching the KU Jayhawks basketball team take on the Duke Blue Devils, and um, uh, a lot of people know this that are listeners, but I'm an, an ardent Kansas State Wildcats fan, mm-hmm. and thus the KU, uh, specifically their basketball team, because their football team is garbage and has been for quite some time. But their basketball team is is one of the things I hate most in this world, your hatred for Cena and Hornswoggle combined mm-hmm. is probably a tenth of my hatred for the KUJ. Yeah, because yours goes a little bit, uh, a little bit longer. Twenty-five years yeah. or more of watching them beat right. the crap out of my favorite team. And We've unfortunately, got a few stingers in there once in a while. Right. Come up, come up, but. And unfortunately, we talked to Rob off air. My hatred of Hornswoggle is starting to get lessened yeah, because I'm yeah. starting to understand that the guy himself, pretty cool. Yeah. And damn yes. it, it's the characters I hate, though. Yes. Characters I hate. It right. would help, though, if the guys actually right. sucked, too. Yeah, and it's like these things, like these individual KU players, they're probably, some of them are decent guys. Right. No, but I fucking hate them. Yeah. I And I said this to you, it's a standard joke of, like, your favorite team. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. so, like, my favorite teams, my fa- two favorite teams are K-State and whoever's playing KU. Mm-hmm. As I said to you, I would likely root <laughs> for a team of baby rapists to come in and beat KU. I would wear a baby rapist shirt. I'd have a foam finger that's maybe doing the shocker that says baby rapist. Oh, my God. And I'd just be like, let's go rapists. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I hate them so much. And they fucking won. And I just, it's distracting because it's like, God damn it. Well, and to all our KU listeners. Fuck you. 
That's what I have to say to them. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up there. I like that. Thank you. That's how we feel about you. Damn. No, no, that's how you feel. I don't share that sentiment. I don't really care. But you do. So, to the KU fans that might be listening... You're Fuck good. you! <laughs> you're, you're, you're good in my book. No, that's so right. We've still got a football us. game coming up that they're not going to like. But oh, they don't like any football game. But oh, Jesus. let's move on to our next email. <laughs> <laughs> let's go baby rapists. All right. <laughs> so. Oh. Um, God, they're even showing the highlights. Ugh. I hate seeing them celebrate. Like when they won their national championship in 2008, I was over in Germany and I was just like, I thought, I was like, they showed like Lawrence, Kansas, and they showed them celebrating. I was like, this makes it worse. Seeing them happy. <laughs> Seeing them happy. How dare you have smiles on your face? Yeah, like it's just it's it's uh, it's uh, it makes my stomach hurt. Anyway, and people like you know what you know what uh, sidebar here. This is life. People are like, well, you're just a hater, and I'm like, yes. Why did we as a society all of a sudden saying like it's just nobody's allowed to hate? Like fuck you. Yes, <laughs> I hate because I hate. Screw you. I'm allowed to hate that guy or whatever, that team. Like You should be allowed in a society to say, fuck you, man. Yeah, just hate. Yeah. No, I'm just hating you. For, yeah. 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 Screw you. Anyway, mop, and jizzle. It, oh, and it's sports hatred. Yes. It's sports hatred. Right. In mine, it's character hatred. Yes. Yeah. yes. So let's clarify that. Okay, next well, one. Well, speaking of, good yes. segue here, mop jockey sends us an email entitled, mop, entitled, Cena hate. Yes. He says, could you please explain to me why you have so much hatred for John Cena? The man worked his ass off to get where he is, has undying passion for the business, carries himself in a way that makes mm-hmm. the company look mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. and yes. does whatever is asked of him. Yep. This, to me, sounds like the ideal wrestler. Uh-huh. It isn't his fault that over the last 10 years, so many top-level guys have gone on to do other things. Mm-hmm. Brock, Rock, Edge, Angle, Batista, etc., and left him as the only guy to carry the company. It is also not his fault that WWE books him to be so strong. He doesn't make that call. WWE does. If I had to choose, Cena is clearly the guy I would want to be on top of my company. Are you just jealous, bro? Mop. And he says, P.S., here's your dollar. And he sends us a picture of a dollar. dollar. Thanks, Mop. Mop Jockey, maybe we weren't clear enough. Yeah, not a picture. We weren't clear enough. PayPal has an option where you can send us an actual dollar. Just saying. If you send it to tableshow at gmail.com. But we'll take this because it's cool because it's folded. And it's folded in such a way that that all the letters mixed around spell out, we need a revolution. So that's pretty cool. And remember that thought. I want you to go ahead first, and I will okay. clean up with uh, what I, I agree with said. everything you say, Mob Jockey. And, and I think we had this discussion where like if we were to draft mm-hmm. um, things, maybe it was on the show, maybe it was just between us. Yeah. But if we were to draft a wrestling company with all the people that are out there right now, my number one draft pick is John Cena. No, we didn't have this conversation because oh. I would not. Oh, I don't would know. Not my be number one draft pick is John Cena because of Strictly, he is the biggest draw in wrestling right now. He's the biggest draw in wrestling, the biggest merch oh, machine in wrestling. Oh, well, if we're going that. If you're, draft, if you're yeah. a wrestling company right, right, and right. you're drafting from TNA and WWE. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's true. John Cena's the first draft pick. And I, yeah, I get but it. I understand. And it's exactly like though. you said. Love John Cena, the guy, and and the wrestling fan. Right. Hate the character. I'm not blaming John Cena. I am blaming WWE. Yeah. But the only thing I can say is, fuck John Cena. Yeah. Because I'm talking about the John Cena I'm seeing on my television, not the exactly. guy who would come in here and sit down and have a beer with us. Right. Because it's, and it's harder to do that because it's his real name. 
you know, late 80s, early 90s before Hogan did his uh, heel turn, you could be like, hey, Terry Bollea, not bad guy, but fuck Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You could say that. Right. With John Cena, you have to, you know, make yeah. the difference of yeah. the character and the guy because it's the same name. It's yeah. his real name. Yeah. Uh, this is why I hate Cena. For the same reason, Mob Jockey, you just folded that dollar to say we need a revolution. I've been seeing the same fucking shit for the last five years of I have a title or I'm going after the title and fucking stupid and people hate me, (laughs) but I have to do the corporate thing that makes the kids love me like breast cancer, like the military, and so obviously you can't boo that shit, so I'm still loved. No, fuck you, man. (laughs) Fuck you. You are a stale character who does no. He is the most famous pro wrestler for not having a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. He is nothing. He is a guy with power, which, hey. Jorts. Biggie Langston's got that. And at least he claps some fucking chalk and has some weights in his video, you know? Like, Jesus Christ. It's the same storyline. It's the same wrestling. It's the same everything. Yeah, it's the same storyline every day. And the crowd obviously doesn't like it. Now, yes, merchandise is going up, blah, blah, ratings, all that shit. Got it. Don't give me that because I don't want to hear it. What I'm telling you is... The same thing. This happened before Hogan went to NWO, right? Mm-hmm. Kids loved him, but he was getting booed. Yeah. And Jimmy Hart and Hogan go, why the hell are we getting booed? Oh, they're getting stale. So let's turn. Yeah. And where they, not messed up, but where they didn't do this with Cena is they go, well, let's make a shirt that says, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be cool because let's say the, the boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend like Cena, boyfriend hates Cena, they could both wear the shirt. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Now we got a controversial star. No, fuck you. Yeah, just turn you just, him already. You did something against the will of the WWE universe, and you're force-feeding the good shit that we can't boo, like breast cancer, military, and all that other shit, and he sucks. The character. The guy... Think he's awesome. I remember that little DVD they put out. He's a car lover. That's really cool. He buys mm-hmm. cars from Batista. He weight lifts. He's f- fucking jacked out of his mind. Uh, you know, he does all the right things. The Make a Wish thing is amazing, and I really think it's great. But the character can suck everything horrible. Suck an it, entire bag of dicks. <laughs> he can suck. The, the John Cena character can suck everything horrible in this world. Like at the, the KU same Jayhawks time. basketball team. For you, yep. That's Fuck. You, you know what else you can't boo? What can't you is boo? Is a team of, of basketball-playing baby rapists when they're playing the KU Jayhawks. <laughs> That's what else you can't boo. No, I agree 100% with you. And, Mom, yeah, it's not necessarily – we're not hating John Cena, the, the guy, the man. We are hating the WWE machine force-fed John Cena character because we're just done with it. It's over. It's killing me. Again, if I'm in their shoes, maybe I have a completely different thought process on it. But I'm just done with it. I'm. I've been. I've been done with it. Like I initially, to give you kind of a history of my Cena love hate relationship, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny the 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 rapper Cena. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yep. 
And then I thought, man, I actually kind of like him when he was wearing the throwback yeah, jerseys. Yeah. And he got a great response. I was at the show. Got a great response on SmackDown when he wore the Derek Thomas jersey in yeah. Kansas City, which he yeah. said was his favorite time he ever wore a throwback just because of the response he got. Derek Thomas is my favorite football player. Thought it was great, right? Still liking Cena. And then I initially was like, screw you fans for booing Cena during the ECW period. Remember? And I was like, okay, the hardcore fans like him, but screw you, you live at home, no girlfriend, you know, hardcore fans. But then it became... KU Jayhawks. Right. But then it became, (laughs) oh, he's doing the same thing again? Yeah. I'm going to give him another chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give him another chance. And now it's... I've been saying that for five years Fuck him! I think I remember, like, I was it was 2007 or so, maybe, when he was having that feud with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I still liked him then, because I yeah. was like, man, this guy puts on good main event right. pay-per-view exactly. matches. Right? I was like, And it was babyface versus babyface, right. so it was kind of cool. It was still early in his babyface career, mm-hmm. but he has not changed that gimmick since then. Yeah. So we're talking, God, we're talking going on seven, eight years here now yeah. as this, dun 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 like, yes. And it's like, hey, man. And, hey, Jesus. And, and then his personal storyline. like So that's the character, which hasn't changed in seven years. Yeah. But like I said, the the personal storyline hasn't changed either. You're just recycling who it's against. The same storyline he had with Punk is the same storyline he's having with Alberto Del Rio, which is the same one he has with Randy Orton. It's the same thing. You're just recycling the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the merry-go-round. Who's next to come on up and take on John Cena for the world heavyweight title and tell him how they're going to beat him because they're better than him and he's going to say, we're not backing down because the champ is here and it's all about hustle, loyalty, respect, and you'll never understand that because you're not like me and you don't work hard for what you do. It's boring. Now, saying that, I am jealous of him too. Well, sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean. I'd love to have his life. Absolutely. And the guy deserves every damn bit of it. Right. But I, I don't it. want to see this anymore. Like, yep. like I, uh, my respect for him is tremendous. But my respect for, me, for him would be equally as tremendous if they would allow him to turn heel or just even change his character. Stay a face for all I care. Go dark. Do something different. Yeah, go dark. You just know? do something different. I don't care. But yep. oh. At any rate, we've got to get out of here, man. I've got to get up in like four hours, go to work. i got to work, and, too. Uh, yeah, you do got to work, huh? Mm-hmm. Man work hopefully you guys hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh rob interview yeah man really great we're gonna have him on again because as cool as the stories he was sharing on air were the stories he was sharing off air were just even better go check out his website buy a painting if you got some extra cash yeah And, and hey if you buy a painting and you got some extra cash send us a dollar and uh honestly check he he kind of gave us a little hint off air Check his website on Black yeah, Friday yes. and Cyber yes, Monday. Absolutely. It's the holiday season. It's perfect for you, the wrestling fan. So tell your girl, tell your wife, tell mm. your mom, tell your grandma, mm. whoever it is. Tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister. Get a painting. Man, get us some emails at tableshow at gmail. Or, well, it's tableshow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, it's at tableshow. He's at Titan TMAC. I am at the awesome voice. And it is ever so awesome. <laughs> no, do that. Facebook.com slash Spanish Announce Table Podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We're trying to tell grow this. Hopefully I know you, you got like it. one or two friends. Yeah, so tell you, them. Tell your friend yeah. to listen to the Spanish Announce Table. We'll be back next week with episode 17. Man, were you know. <laughs> Spanish Announce Table, Trending Topics Network, a trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Network.com.